Welcome to The Trail Show. I'm Disco. This month's episode of The Trail Show has so many guests, so many stories, and so many beers were consumed that we had to break it into two parts. We present the first part today. Part B should drop in about two weeks. Word of warning. Some content on this month's episode may not be suitable for younger listeners. Let's give D-Lo a call. Maybe we'll even play a prank on him. Hello? Hey, D-Lo. It's uh, Disco Mags, P.O.D., Allison, and Grant from The Trail Show. How are you doing? Wait, oh, you guys are from The Trail Show? Yeah. yeah. Out, I think they're from no Gossamer Gear. We're out in Utah this <coughs> week. Wow. I, I want to I say something to, um, to our dear listeners here. <clears throat> dear listeners... I am not present in Utah for tonight's recording of show number 32 in Salt Lake. The reason for this is that as one of the founding members of a podcast whose mission statement is more beer, less gear, I have a fundamental conflict with attending a conference whose mission is to facilitate the marketing of outdoor gear. Oh, Yes, the outdoor retailer show looks like a blast, and I am jealous of my fellow podcasters' pictures of the good times they're having as seen on Instagram. And if I did not have to put my two-and-a-half-year-old son to bed at night or wake up at 5.30 in the morning when he does so that my wife, who watches two other toddlers during the day, could sleep in a bit, then I'd probably be there by myself, you know? But since I can't be there, I'm taking a stand. Wait, staying wait. Home. Is that wait, the... what? Is that the... <laughs> this is like it's the, the De Lorenzo Manifesto. I mean, oh, okay, keep going. Is, Sorry, this is my protest statement. This is keep my going. protest statement. Let, let the man talk. Since I can't be there, I'm taking a stand and I'm staying at home to protest the outdoor retailer show and express my solidarity with the trail show's mission statement of more beer, less gear. But Dilo, we're sitting around drinking beer right now, <laughs> man. We, we did all weekend. In the but basement. you came from the gear conference, the outdoor retailer conference, the arch enemy. Sorry, Gossamer Gear people. Yeah, <laughs> but but you got to understand, we actually drank beer inside the uh, outdoor retailer that. conference I also. Know that. And I know that they had lots of happy hours. At the yeah, they did. Every day? Yes. With free beer and free coffee. And, um, you know, back to my second paragraph, I was, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Well, you know, we... if, I didn't have, if I didn't have a 2.5... Um, I'd probably be there. Man, I tell you what, D'Lo, you're, you're missing out. You should have you figured out a way. That's all I can well, say. Well, no, no, no. What it is now, Disco, if I may, is, is a protest statement. This is my protest. This is my stand. I'm taking a stand. You guys might take stands for things that you believe in every now and again. And this is one of the things that like I a believe microphone stand? In, <laughs> is that our mission, our mission is more beer less gear and I, right. I think this is tonight. just sour grapes for, for someone who hasn't bought a single new piece of gear in the last 15 years that Ooh. also felicia is part of my <laughs> that also is part of my manifesto and the stand that i'm taking tonight i haven't bought any new gear since i bought that ula pack 13 years ago but you know what it still works well I don't need it. I guess one. you don't use even it that much when you're doing landscaping in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if it weighs, even if a new one weighs six ounces lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, Dilo, I tell you what, man, yeah. we we yeah. all really do miss you a lot. Yeah, we, we wish do. you were here, but we're going to Skype you in later 
for your Ask a Hiker segment. So you will be with us, just not with us. I'm not even sure well, he's dear, real because I don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought he was an artificial intelligence, but now I've heard him talk. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, D'Lo? I, was, I just want to let our listeners know that we have some really intriguing Ask a Hiker questions tonight. And I'm Ooh, looking forward to teaser. Uh, awesome. I'm looking forward to being Skyped back in to, uh, to read them this evening. All right, Dila. We're, we're going to Skype you back in in about an hour or so. Enjoy the basement. Right, hey, hey, Disco. Yo. Why don't you start the show? Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now, from D'Lo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Oh, yeah, we are live from the Bobby Walter studio at the Gossamer Gear House in the lovely suburbs of Salt Lake City, Utah. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and at Winter Outdoor Retailer. It is Friday, January 23rd, and we are happy to have you with us today. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell the Portland Mafia about the trail show. (laughs) Nice. We've got an action-packed show today. There's lots of moving parts, just like last show, and also lots of beer. Lots. And lots of really special guests tonight. Lots. Lots. And this is our first ever road show. Yep. First, but not the last. Yeehaw. And talking about guests, we've got two already in studio. Ladies and gentlemen, they were taping a special across the hall. In studio right now, we have... Grant Seibel from Gossamer Gear and Allison Nadler also from Gossamer Gear. Hey welcome guys. guys. Thanks for being here. Thank Thanks for having us. What a warm welcome. Proud to be here. Yep. They're going to they're gonna talk to our recent Moab trip a little bit later in the show. But first, let's set the table, Mags. What are we going to be serving up today on the trail show? We're serving a large helping of trail news. We're doing the Trail of the Month, which is the long-awaited Wonderland Trail. Yeah. Nice. With another very special guest. Mm-hmm. Do we should we reveal a guest now or wait? Oh, uh, GVP. That's all we'll say. We'll just say now. GVP. It's kind of okay. like TVP. There you go. <laughs> the man. We're going to discuss a recent Gossamer Gear trip to Moab. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about a little event in Leadville we're throwing on in about two months. Throwing on. Throwing on. Yeah. Throwing down. Put throwing that, down. Putting that in the Mag's book. Put throwing on. And picking it up. You know, we're, we're going to get Mr. LaRufa down here. Yeah. And we're going to hear lots of phrases. I just want everyone to know that when we talk about setting the table tonight, this is prepare yourself for Thanksgiving feast because there is a lot. There is gonna a lot. Happen. This is going to be the four hour show. So you want to wear your stretch yes. pants, people? <laughs> yeah. I got mine on. Yeah. There you go. This may end up being the longest show we ever do. I think so. We'll, that, we'll see how it goes. That, that's saying a lot. I already need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. What else we got going we on? We have some trail tips from some special guests. Ooh. Ooh yeah. Our mailbag, Bear and Bandwidth sponsor shout-outs. Of course, we're going to discuss some media. We have the Harrow's Project. And a bunch of us saw the movie Wild. Finally going to talk about Wild. Yep. The movie. We've already talked yeah. about the book. Now we're going to talk about the movie because there's no controversy whatsoever with this movie, so it'll be right. quick. Um, 
Then we're going to talk about another little gear tip. And we're going to have just our little freeform bonus show within a regular show at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay, very good. I don't that's know how right. else to put it. Uh, Ooh, a, that's exciting. A free bonus show with it, our regular show. It's going to be freeform mm. and freelance, man. That's it's right. going to be crazy. It's going to just be out there, wild, crazy, wonderful. With that, we should get right into the first segment of every show we do, which is which is, do, which is Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Beer of the Month. And, and once again, we're going to throw it to P.O.D. That's right. Okay. We, we should so change the name of this segment. No, no, I think we should leave okay, it. Okay, very good. So let me just, uh, before we really dive in here, I want everyone to know that I have several various letters and things that I'm going to read that I have uh, kind of, you know, pared down because they were longer. And it's a little choppy, so just like everything else, this show is going to be a little, you know, off the cuff. So just bear with me. We okay? don't do off the cuff here at the trail. Okay, show. so we have. I'm wearing short sleeve shirts. I don't know about. Cuff. We have beer. I'm good, thanks. We have. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he'll be here all yeah, week. It's, it's all you. <laughs> go ahead, finish it off. Okay, so we have beer from Indiana, and we have beer from Germany. We have some listeners in Indiana that were making a trip out west. They dropped off some Indiana beer. They met us at a rest stop near That's Salt right. Lake. Yeah, and we have a listener who currently lives in Germany, who is also from Indiana, or at least was stationed there for a while, who sent us beer, or who, well, he sent himself beer, and then he dropped it off at our place. International delivery. I'm glad you kept track of all that, because I, I I'm already yeah. lost. He sent, a, or he delivered beer from Germany, and he delivered one beer from Indiana. So we have a little Indiana. It, all right, what are we German drinking? Connect. What are we drinking okay. right now? That's what I want to know. So, we are drinking, uh, Max, can you pull out the can? We have some cream ale, and they sent us several IPAs. Okay, so this is from... We've cracked open three so far. Yep, Ben and Lane of Indiana, and they write, Th- Dear Trail Show, thanks for f- so much for all the entertainment and advice you've shared with us over the past few years, and the Trail Show never disappoints. Ben and Lane have had day jobs that they're about to quit. Yeah. And beginning in May, they're going to be living and working in Grand Teton National Park. Oh, awesome. And that's right. And they have a blog, roamingbasecamp.weebly.com. Um, so they sent us some of their favorites from local breweries, small, very small, self-distributed uh, beers in, in local breweries there in Indiana that you can't get anywhere else. Um, so there's a cream ale and there's a couple of IPAs, I believe. And this brown ale. I w- and the brown ale, yeah. Which is, um, delicious. This yeah. is kind of, it's kind of sweet and dark. And what's yeah, br- like what, what are the breweries again? This is f- called, um, Sunlight Cream Ale, East Coast style cream ale. And it is from Sun King Brewing. Very cool. Where's that IPA from, Max? This IPA is since yesterday. I'm guessing that's the name of the brewery. Locally created in our neighborhood. Hey, now. And it's called Half Cycle IPA. Very good. Nice. And what was the brown ale? This one here is called Rogue's Run Porter. Right, a robust Porter. dark ale since Monday. <laughs> Flat 12 beer works locally consumed and locally brewed in Indiana. And it's 5.5% alcohol, which kind of trumps the local stuff around mm. here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely it, does. It, and it there's w- one more. If you want to pull that out of the cooler, Max, to talk about the other one. And while Max is pulling that out of the cooler, we should mention, you know, we've been in Utah all week. And state law here is 4% alcohol for most all the beers. So we've been drinking this low-octane stuff. So it's nice to actually have a, a little bit of full-strength beer, yeah. as we call it. A what do you got, Max? Kick. Yeah. And this one, we haven't cracked it open yet, but it's Upland Brewing, and it's Dragonfly IPA. That's right. And I also want to note that 
Ben and Lane were so thoughtful. They uh, had their friend deliver beers, and it was wrapped in their favorite gear item, a trash compactor bag. Wow. Very good. So Props. thank you for that added little present, because I very quickly put it in my hiking bin. For it's my a must-have item, it is. frankly. It is. So thank you, Ben and Lane. Delicious beers, and thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for making the trip out to Colorado. Very cool. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. Well, first, it's more of a plug, but remember we featured Astro? Yeah, absolutely. You must, you must, you must read that article from Backpacker Magazine about Astro. It's uh, it's like the same. My eyes, it was a lot of dust during my lunch break. Yeah, yeah, it's in the current issue, which is actually the March issue, even though it's January. But so it's free online. You should read it. Oh, it's good. It's really in. Nice. It's online. We, yeah. we linked it on our Facebook that's page. Right. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one, it's related to something we were just, uh, Mr. Bruce Babbitt, former Secretary of the Interior, mentioned. It's going to be a news item as well, how Utah wants to take back the federal lands put under state control. What could possibly go wrong? Absolutely not a thing. <laughs> so will that actually happen? I don't know, but there's rumblings of it and has nothing to do with all the large mineral wealth and oil and gas exploration, I'm sure. Tarzans. Nothing to do yeah. with it. No, no, no. It's preserving the lands for the state rights. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> anyway, moving along. <laughs> uh, Pacific Crest Trail Kickoff, very iconic event. Yeah. Very well known. It's going to be two days. No, it's going to be... Four days. Four two days now. Two sessions, Two rather. sessions. Two, sessions. two days each, four days. Yes. yes. Four days. Wow. But two sessions. You can go one or the other, correct? That's correct. Right. There's a Wednesday, Thursday, and a Friday, Saturday. But you can't go to both. That's what I'm saying. One Unless you're the... a vendor. Unless you're a vendor. That's so correct. if you're an attendee, you, you, you pick the first or the second. And my guess is that most people are going to try to pick that last one. one. But the there's a limit. Yeah. There's a limit. But it's interesting. I mean, for vendors... It's going to be a hell of a lot longer weekend. And the Princess and of Darkness work. will be turning 40 that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the club. Not to be missed. Excited. All right. What else you got, Max? All right. Um, there was a Puma sighting in Kentucky. First one in many years, and they shot it. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? What are you no. That for? <laughs> Seriously, they shot it? Yeah, first mountain lion, cougar, catamount, whatever you want to call oh it. Oh, my God. Very several different, and they shot it. Uh, is that legal? Apparently. <laughs> that, that, that bastard was going to get my chickens. So, But there's better news. So, But the first herd since the 1830s east of the Mississippi of bison is back in the Illinois grasslands. Ooh. Was wow. it? I take it it was transplanted from yes, somewhere. Mm-hmm. But okay. that's where their native oh. habitat. And there's oh. this huh. Nature Conver- uh, Conservancy grasslands, 3,500 acres, and there's a herd of 30 bison back there. Whoa. First time east of the Mississippi since the 1830s. And no one's shooting them? No one's shooting oh, them. Oh, okay. So, yin and yang, you know. But I think that's kind of cool. You know? Wow, that that's is some good really news. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, good I news. figured a little yin and yang here. But, you know, going with, we are in Utah, so I had to give this news article. So, had anyone been to Peekaboo Canyon? No. You know, Escalante area? Mm. Well, Esca- no. it's in the Escalante no. area. So, it was a very famous slot canyon, and a cow got stuck in it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it gets better. So, the ranchers... This is they are love gazing rights. They tried to get it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's got even more stuck. So they cut off the head and the hindquarters, and it still couldn't get out. So they started to set it on fire. What? 
They just had a little barbecue down in the canyon. You're pranking us, Mags. This is a prank, right? I have the link to the local (laughs) newspaper right here. Oh, my God. Was the the cow alive before they made the decision to cut the head, or had it already died? The BLM rangers were checking on it, and it was alive. Been there two or three days. Obviously, couldn't turn around. But yeah. the ranchers made it worse. It got stuck more. So I don't know if they shot it first or what, the, but they cut off the, the cow, head. The cow was totally about to cut his own arms off. Yeah, that's Aaron right. Ralston he had a, he had, a rust, had a rusty, yep. you know, army a knife. A little pocket knife. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm going to cut my letters off. There's a Swiss Army Get edition for that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh so a little gosh. local news here as we're in, on the Salt Lake area. Wow. Yeah. This is kind of sad on the CDT about the fire in downtown Dubois. Yeah. Now, what happened yeah. about this? It, it actually burned some of the buildings Eight down. Eight buildings down. Eight. Whoa. In a down, which is oh a very small God. downtown that's, area. That's half the it buildings is. of downtown Du Bois. Yeah. And finally, this is um, as far as um, news items, post announcements, there's a major news item where um, Pennsylvania State Gamelands, they want to shut down the trails during hunting season to hikers, except for the Appalachian Trail and I want to say the Mid-State Trail. Yeah. Hmm. However, the access trails to the Appalachian Trail are in State Gamelands. Okay. So for weekend hikers or people trying to get to the AT, it'll be shut down unless you're a hunter. Or even trying to resupply. So can yeah. I just go for a backpacking Ooh, trip a and bring a gun? And say that's, that where, that's what people are saying. We're well, hunting. P.O.D., don't we all bring guns on backpacking trips what anyway? What but do you have a Come hunting on. license? Come on. Oh. Yeah, that, that, well, there's that. All right. Always, always have a hunting so license. So there you go. Oh, but there's a couple of announcements we'd like to make on behalf of our trail organizations. The CDTC Rucks, Saturday, March 14th at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. American Mountaineering Center in Golden, Colorado. Very cool. The Ruck has been been reignited and and resurrected from the ashes of the Leadville Ruck. There you go. Cool. Uh, But there's also our Aldo West peeps are doing the Cascade Winter Ruck. Where, you might ask, Cascade Locks, Oregon, hence the name. It's going to be at the Marine Park Community Center. It'll be February 28th. 8.30 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay. Sweet. Very well, good. And I'm, we'll post some details on our Facebook page. Is anybody in this room going to be attending that event? You know what, though? I bet we have some people upstairs we'll have on yeah. later. Okay. I, I will be at both. Oh. oh. Yeah. 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 Yes, and there, and there will be a famous uh, presenter at the Cascade Ruck as well. Oh, can you? Know all about is it a secret? He? It, he's going to be on the show later on. Oh, <laughs> we'll let him. Disco, speak. I didn't know you were going to be there. No, 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 no <laughs> not me, buddy. I'm not going to be out. Unfortunately, not going to be out that way until maybe September. Maybe there may be another road show. You're saying? Yeah, there might be. We'll we'll uh, we'll get to that in a month or two. I heard there might be some bribery involved too. This road there, show. Yeah, we'll we can't see. speak to that one way or the other. Time to raise a little ruckus. That's right. Ooh. little ruckus, man. Little ruckus. Okay, Max. What else you got? Any other announcements there? That's pretty much it for the news this morning. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. With all the news that was fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Max Mignanti, and he just ran out the door. He's gone. Boom. All right, I tell you what, let's let's go ahead and do Trail of the Month, and then we'll go to the GG trip. So in studio, we have a special guest, Mr. Glenn Van Pesky, and he's going to talk to us about the Wonderland Trail. All right, so we are here live at Winter OR Outdoor Retailer in Salt Lake City, Utah. So we have Glenn Van Pesky in-house. Founder of Gossamer Gear. That's right, and we happen to be in the Gossamer Gear house right now. Very excited it's to be a, here. It's an ultralight house. Glenn, thank you so much for agreeing to come on this uh, fly-by-night operation that That's we correct. call the trail show. You know what? It just fits in. I've been hanging with uh, <laughs> like 
through hikers for the week. So this just fits into the whole right. kaleidoscope that is through <laughs> and hikers. You know, through hikers make do. That's what through hikers do. You bet. You bet. And if you could see the setup that's in front of us right now, we, we're making do. We're making I, do. I can <laughs> tell you it's not what I pictured in my mind when I listened to the trail <laughs> show at all. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be our little secret. I'm yeah, that's right. A, I'm going to have a different picture in my mind from now on. <laughs> so so it's going to be Disco and I and Glenn. Uh, D'Lo could not make it tonight. He's, he's back in Boulder. Poor guy. And Mags, at this point, is probably already passed out and is not sure where he is because he went to a private party. Yeah. That's how he rolls. That's right. But we've got Glenn. 22 again. (laughs) We've got Glenn here in studio. Our trail of the month this month is the Wonderland Trail. We've had a lot of requests for the Wonderland Trail over the past year or so. And we always like to interview folks that have hiked the trails that we feature as Trail of the Month. And it just so happens Mm -hmm. that Glenn hiked the Wonderland Trail, what, a few years ago? It's been a few years, but I'm now at the age that if I think it's been a few years, it's probably been 20. five or six. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 P.O.D. <laughs> 20, yeah. I had hair when I hiked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you didn't go solo. You went with Henry Shires, right? Well, with Henry Shires. I believe this started as one of the brain trust hikes uh, where Ron Moak, Brian Frankel, Henry Shires, and I would plan a trip. And then depending on... Yeah, who got sick and couldn't make it or fell down flight of stairs accidentally. So this trip, I think it boiled down to just Henry and I. Is this, oh, wow. Was this the trip that he had the infamous nosebleed where it looked like somebody had been slaughtered? No, <laughs> that was... Tent? No, the, the oh, okay. Idol Worship rock blood uh, <laughs> episode was... Was in the Sierra. Okay. Yeah, on a we got to have trip. him on sometime to tell that story. It's great. Yeah, I wish I had pictures of that. That was awesome. Yeah. Or and I it, wish I had video of the expressions of the people hiking out as they came upon. Yeah, this rock. The skinny ginger <laughs> dude with like blood streaming <laughs> down his face and and blood wads of toilet paper hanging out of his nostrils. Yeah. Oh, that's a Yummy. tough day on the trail. And yes. it ended in cauterization. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Wow. We'll ask him about that yeah, someday. But anyway, so it was you and Henry. Yes. And you guys drove out, flew out, did what you did, got to the trail. Right. Got to the trail, and then the next three and a half days were me trying to keep up with Henry, pretty much. (laughs) All right. So give our listeners a brief overview of the Wonderland Trail. How many miles? um, What direction are you supposed to hike it in, clockwise Mm -hmm. or counterclockwise? Where do you start the trail? Give us an overview. Yeah. Sure. So the Wonderland Trail circumnavigates Mount Rainier, uh, and it uh, is 93 miles long. There are basically, and you can hike it, and I've only hiked it once, so there are people who've hiked it much more than I have, but um, based on my experience, you can hike it either direction. I mean, we hiked it, if I recall, counterclockwise, but we ran across people going both ways. Apparently, the there's 22,000 feet in elevation, so... A wow. lot of up and Over down. how many miles was that? 93 miles. Wow. That's a handful of... That's intense. Elevation gain there. It is, it is a lot that's a, of up That's and a down. few boulder super slams thrown together. Yeah. 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 Okay. But just gorgeous scenery. I mean, through forests and alpine areas and, uh, you know, in front of huge glaciers uh, that are melting and uh, over, oh, wow. over bridges that apparently they have to rebuild every year, you know, when the massive flows come off in the winter... Oh, These right. huge boulder strewn. Yeah. And so 
their bridges, you know, that they obviously, they go out, first guys out, take their chainsaws and logs and very wow. new, fresh bridges. I understand right. they just redo them every year. And so there are three main uh, trailheads that you start at, typically, uh, Longmire, Moach Lake, or um, Sunrise White River. Okay. And then there are, and I forget how many, there's like, I don't know, 14, 12 to 14, I forget, little campsites around. Um, so I know when we were making reservations, it was slightly complex because <clears throat> of the of the different variations. And at least, and maybe we, knowing us, we probably waited too long uh, to make reservations. Yeah. So some of the campsites were full on certain dates. Yeah. So it's a matter of, like, if your start date is fixed and you know how many miles a day you're going to do, you can, you start at one location and kind of go clockwise and see if you have openings at the right spots. And then if you hit a closed campground, you either have to do a longer day or shorter day or see if you can start at another location or go in a different direction. Yeah. Oh, geez. So it took okay. some, it took some going around. And I noticed there, <clears throat> I noticed there's a planner online, um, which if you, you know, Google the Wonderland Trail, you'll find that you can put in how many miles a day you want to travel. Uh, most people take like 10 to 12 days to do it. And we met, uh, one guy sticks in my mind, Henry and I came across them, and uh, they looked like they were all kind of 18 to 20-year-olds, and it, I think it was like 10 girls and one guy. Huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, Lucky guy. Yeah, and we were asking him, like, how long you taking? And, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're taking two weeks, and Henry and I are kind of laughing as we walked on going yeah why would you be in a hurry i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's probably right? trying to live in the dream yeah <laughs> slow it down to three weeks right oh man so i have i have a couple questions so i'm gonna interrupt you be- before i forget them Go ahead. i too am getting old <laughs> so you said it takes the average person 10 to 12 days yes so how many miles that's so that's like 10 miles a day roughly nine miles a nine day miles. Yes. okay so that's Eight like miles. your average average to slow kind of squatch type of hiker might take <laughs> 10 yeah, to 12 I days. Mean, you, there is some elevation, so okay. you're, you are doing some elevation. Do you recommend a specific, uh, assuming that all campsites are available all the time, just making that assumption, is there a specific one of those trailheads that you would recommend starting and ending at? Uh, no. I mean, no, I, it's, it's heck, all. it's been so long. I don't even remember which one we started at. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it worked great, though, whatever yeah. one it was. Ladies and gentlemen, he's our Wonderland Trail expert, Glenn right. Van Pesky. <laughs> <laughs> and do they all have equal amounts of road access and things like that? I think so. Okay. okay. I mean, those are the main three. There's some other ones you can hike into, mm-hmm. but those are the, ones, the main ones with, you know, they've got parking lots and stuff like that. You can leave your car. And, and what time of year did you guys do it? Not at the right time, I remember, because there were mosquitoes. And oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like That's mosquitoes. That's what I was wondering about. And I didn't have a tent, and I remember... Oh, my God. I had a tarp and a head net. Go- oh. Glenn, please. Glenn would never be Carry caught dead tent. on a trail with a tent. What are you talking about, That's P.A.D.? True. He probably had some little <laughs> flimsy piece of, of Cuban fabric that uh, with some grommets on the end, and that was that was it. I think I probably had the wedge. Okay. You know, pretty close. Solid 2.7 ounces of Cuban fiber. <laughs> is, and so a head, head net. Probably, really. ideally, if you want to miss mosquitoes, probably late July is my guess, or early August or something. August. Yeah, I think we were July, and you'd want to go later. We okay. Did have, we did have a cool thing. We It was towards the back end, which doesn't mean anything since I don't remember where we started. But, um, <laughs> In the circle, the back end of the circle. <laughs> But the it was kind of on the west side, and we pulled in late-ish and um, got to talk, and there was a ranger there. 
And she told us uh, of like a use trail that wasn't really like hmm. a legit trail mm-hmm. to like the secret lake you could go to. Oh, okay. And so good. Henry and I went up there and uh, to try to catch the, well, we, we went up to check it out and then we realized, oh, this is going to be great in the sunset. Yeah. So we'd like dash back to get cameras and then back to this lake. And then we're waiting for the sun to get the alpine glow to get yeah, just right. Yeah, yeah. But oh, we're wow. dying because the mosquitoes are just eating us alive. Yeah. And, you know, Henry hikes in the little short shorts. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, just, we're just dying. Yeah. And I have some great shots, except there's dark spots that look like albatrosses. Yeah, in and the it's picture. mosquitoes. Yeah, it's mosquitoes, yeah. 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 That reminds me, we, we stayed at a lake one night with Hearsay uh, where that guy was playing his violin or whatever, and the dog was barking at us furiously. Anyway, it was one of those nights where when you took pictures, it looked like... There was something in the sky, like a big group of bats or something, but it was yep. actually mosquitoes. Yeah, but that was a memorable. Earlier you mentioned making reservations, and I, oh, yeah. I know some of our listeners, their their eyes perked up or they checked out because the whole idea of making reservations, it, you know, it, it seems like such a pain in That's the ass. Sad. So let's talk about red tape, making reservations, and, and permits and the restrictions involved with the Wonderland Trail. You know, I don't remember it being that hard once you figured out which campsites you were going to stay in. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need to, uh, as I recall, and again, this was a while ago, so it could have changed and probably gotten better in my experience in, in getting permits. I mean, even okay. the government is kind of working on their websites right. and stuff. And, sure. You know, this century, at least, they're kind of up to. But um, Unless you're in Hawaii. I guess. Yeah. From personal oh, experience, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so the the tricky part for us, which again probably just because we didn't plan ahead very well, was, um, and also we were doing longer days, so we kind of needed to hit the ones we needed to hit. Because yeah. right. if you've hiked with Henry for thirty miles, you really don't have another five in you. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so once, but I, as I recall, once we figured it out, it was it was super easy. I think we you make them online. You have to pick up the permit at the location where you start. Okay. Or maybe there's only one location you can pick. I, yeah. I forget, and it's probably changed anyway. So, yeah. Um, but it was, I, I didn't. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't I, expensive. I think the permit thing is hard when you're on a through hike, and you somehow have to think about. Okay, in three months, I'm going to be in Yellowstone or whatever, and I'm going to be staying. I think that's the hard part about the permits. Sorry. You, yeah, and the, I mean, I would just say plan ahead to the extent. You know, yeah, don't exactly right, don't go. Hey, I think next week I'll go do the Wonderland Trail because. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be tricky. Now, what's the trail like, actually? I'm trying to imagine, is it, you know, are there tr- is it lots of trees? Is it um, Lots of trees, lots of rocks, as I recall. Okay. Um, and, I mean, you're just going up over passes, lots of wildflowers. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Henry just took some gorgeous pictures that I still use for note cards. Uh, just wonderful, what wonderful are the, scenery. What are the elevations? Uh, you do get above tree line. Uh, a lot. The, not a lot, as okay. I recall, kind of on the north side. And okay. there's an alternate route, uh, Spray Park, I think they call it, that you can actually get a little higher. Oh. Uh, and that's kind of uh, more in alpine territory. Okay. okay. Uh, but most of the trail is pretty much tree line, unless you're in rock line. Uh, right. Is I guess is lightning, I'm trying to think if lightning's a big issue around Rainier in the summer, and it probably is to a certain extent, but maybe not like Colorado lightning is an issue. I, I wouldn't know. think, because it's kind of lower yeah. down. I mean, yeah, yeah you're kind of going around the base of the mountain. Okay. Um, so it wasn't really an issue. We didn't even get rain that I recall. Are there hardwoods there? 
like aspens or do you see anything deciduous? Well, I'm You're just, talking to an engineer. I mean, there were like trees and they're oh. brown and there's some green hey, stuff I, on them. I'm, I'm an engineer, <laughs> a former engineer. Okay, well, you're trees with needles is probably the bulk of what was out there. I was just I'm curious. Guessing. I was thinking yeah. maybe in the fall it would be really beautiful if there were hardwoods. Well, it's going to be. I mean, some of some of the the brushy stuff in the yeah, ground cover true. is yeah, true. is going to yeah. turn because it's deciduous. You know, for lack of a better word. Now yeah. let me let me ask you another question. There's several start points. So if somebody didn't have 10, 12, 14, two weeks, three weeks to do the trail, <laughs> um, and they didn't have their harem with them to help them, so if they only had say five days, could you start at one trail and at the other and find some sort of reasonable shuttle system or hitchhiking to get back and forth? Um, you know, I don't know about shuttle system, but the the three main starting places have. Parking lots full of tourists, so okay. you know if you have someone attractive like POD or something, they should sure. get uh, Shanghai a ride for you. You know, you could probably <laughs> only work if something I'm wearing out. my pajama outfit though. Pajamas would definitely enhance your chances, <laughs> I think. Glenn, I've played that card many times. Let me I'm tell you, it's sure. a lot easier hitching with a woman than just by myself. <laughs> the ride bride always <laughs> is the way to go. That's right. <laughs> oh man, then they meet me. <laughs> They're like, your husband's really nice, but you can hop out at the next stop. No. So, so going back earlier, we were talking about you know when you hiked it and seasons to hike it. So it sounds like maybe your earliest starting time might be in Juneish, depending on snowpack. Probably just on yeah, depending on snowpack and, and just then, water, yeah, stream crossing stuff. And then probably what October pushing November is your latest. De- also depending on when the winter snowpack begins. Yeah, we think November, I mean, just equating, I have much more experience in the Sierra. And sure. Yeah, September, October, October. Yeah. You'd okay. want to be, I wouldn't want to plan on November. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, any uh, Anything stand out in your mind, either a campsite or a, a pass or a view or just something that, you know, left a memorable impression on you somewhere in the 93 miles? You know, I remember um, the glacier on the north side, because we don't see a lot of those in San Diego, so that was kind of a treat. <laughs> so you're walking on a glacier? No, you're you're crossing a, uh, a rock channel, and maybe the glacier's gone by now, who knows, but yeah. uh, you're crossing like a, you know, huge brain, uh, basically in front of the end of the glacier but you're walking down by it at least at that time we were and okay. just seeing this you know huge hunk of ice which right. is basically glacier but it's melted out and just the water just gushing out of there you know living oh, wow. in southern california it's like wow that much water that's impressive it's yeah, right but, um and then uh oh, some it's like uh indian pass or something like that it was just gorgeous i remember mm. dropping down and um I just remember Henry taking like close up pictures of flowers for like an hour. It seemed like, oh my which I was gosh. glad because I could catch my breath. But right, uh, oh yeah, see, uh, <laughs> move, move it a quick clip. Henry Shires, that oh, guy. Oh man, he's a, it's like a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, he, and he's fueled by coffee too, is what we hear, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that was the the one respite is he can go until he can't. And then uh, one day we were hiking, and I'm just struggling to keep up. And suddenly he stops. He says, "I got to stop." And he sits down on a rock in the trail, breaks out his pot. He carries, it's got to be like a two-liter titanium pot. Okay, that's a big pot. drops like a couple of esbits, because if you've ever hiked with Henry, he goes out with a couple pounds of esbits. Uh, <laughs> really? Well, he's like a hummingbird. He has to eat like constantly. Uh, right. Um, and uh, he just sits down. He calmly makes 
an entire pot, and I mean pot of coffee, and wow. then drinks it out of, of it. out of right out of the pot, and then says, "Okay, let's go." Well, oh and then God. you start up, and then yeah. you you're well, just, then it's okay. Just to, yeah. So I'm curious about the bear situation, and if there's yeah. any bear Critters. canister restrictions or requirements. Do you remember having to carry a bear canister? I did not carry a bear canister because I would have remembered that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'd probably... Most hikers feel the same way. You yeah. probably have to change your entire setup knowing what your setup is to accommodate a bear yeah, canister. Yeah, mine is not. I usually plan my trips around sure. areas where you don't have to carry bear canisters. Do you oh. remember any bears? I don't remember bears, no. I don't okay. remember bears. You probably remember that, too. I would remember that. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember if there were, like, food things you had to put your food in. I don't think so that I recall. And no critters, no mice or r- raccoons or... Just the mosquitoes is yeah. what I remember. <laughs> Maybe even the bears were in hiding because it was so bad. Yeah, it could be. I remember, like, the last day. In fact, I think because of the mosquitoes, I think we just hiked on in the dark the last day just to finish. But we came to a campsite. And there were like ten people standing around in like full mesh. Oh yeah. I was like, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" It's like, "Well, we can't move. You know, the mosquitoes. We can't set up because the mosquitoes are just too ferocious." So they were just standing around waiting. I don't know what they were waiting for. It's not like the mosquitoes were going to go to bed. No, and <laughs> um, they don't. They don't, unless it gets horrible. cold enough. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't that no. cold. Yep. Oh my gosh! But beautiful scenery. I mean, just just gorgeous. Hmm. Incredible. I'm guessing part of that trail goes inside Mount Rainier National Park, and then part of it's probably on Forest Service land, and it's probably a mix. Is that does that does that ring a bell? And did you it have? Doesn't ring a bell. I don't, okay. I don't remember who you get the permits from. Okay. Uh, well, it's all. I mean, are you sure you hiked this trail? Yeah, we're, we're I did hike the trail. I got pictures. I got pictures <laughs> to we're prove need, it. We're gonna need your journal. We're gonna need pictures. And That's we're gonna right. Need splits. Well, from as your, you, I only carry uh, like a two-inch square piece of paper, so the journal <laughs> we, is we pretty. Need that. Yeah, we need that. The journal's, the journal's minimal. Small. Do you pretty go minimal, yeah. when you go through the parks? Are there any uh, you know soda machines or anything like that? Well, they, I think they have like soda machines at the. Uh, Probably three main campgrounds. Okay. Snack machines? Oh, so there's... I don't remember snack oh. machines. There's some town food opportunities on this trail. Or maybe just soda. Me. Fairly limited. Okay. I don't know. I would try and, like, glance sideways as Henry, like, <laughs> <laughs> tore past them. So I didn't really get a full register of right. the maybe, available amenities. You know what? Maybe this is the problem with the one. Maybe the reason you don't remember most of it <laughs> is because you just were... You know everything you could do to keep up with Henry Shires. Pretty much, yeah. This probably is all oxygen deprivation. Henry's fault. <laughs> if I'd taken maybe four days to do it, I might remember a little more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you you said you you took three and a half. That's my recollection. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm trying to think about that. So you know, I have heard that there are there are those amongst us that ultra run, and I know people will actually run that loop in one fell swoop and. I think yeah. it's. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah! Oh, of course! That's like an ultra. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but it's a lot up and down. I mean, that's yeah. an ultra with. Well, what's the hard rock? Consider that the, well, yeah. the Hard Rock 100 is 33,000 feet of elevation gain. It's this would be good training run then, I guess. Huh? It's a hundred yeah. miles, and it's been running under 24 hours. So, I guarantee you, the Wonderland Trail's probably been running like 20 or 18, and it, we could probably look that up. But I'm sure someone else yeah, will do boring. that and let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we didn't that. meet any of those people. I don't care trip. about those people. But there are also those amongst us that carry sub five pound base weights. And I'm just curious if, yeah. if you know, if you can recall what was your base weight for that hike? 
I'm sure it was under five because you never go to a brain trust hike without. Although it's a little different without Ron Moak there to, to trash talk. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's no way Ron Moak's going to be doing 30s. And just so no. we've been dropping some names here, just so folks know, Ron Moak's with Six Moon Designs, and Henry mm-hmm. Shires is with Tarp Tent. And you'd mentioned earlier Brian Frankel, Brian Frankel. and he used to be with ULA, and now I think Frankel he's working with do, Ron. Yes. Frankel can do 30, 30s. Yes. Oh, yeah, he, we did a trip. Uh, Franco was in and he's been in and out of the brain trust hikes. Um, there's, I think we're around Lake Tahoe. He pulled something, and so only one ah. leg worked, and so that actually that worked pretty well. It kind of slowed, slowed him down, down. to kind of human pace and <laughs> okay. pretty much keep up with him. Yeah. What do you remember about rain? I don't July. Being, I don't remember being rained on. Okay. Well, that sounds like quite a nice hike, but I guess you got rained on by mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, and if but you do if you do it three and a half days, you can find three and a half day window where there's no rain. Sure, I'm sure. And it's fun, yeah. And I don't remember the mosquitoes being bad except kind of the last day. And I don't know if that was just the atmosphere changed or. Yeah. Do you remember if you Maybe ever felt like you were going to die on this hike? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had severe chest pains trying to keep up with Henry up a up a set of switchbacks. Oh, oh geez, thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, remind me not to go hiking with Henry anytime yeah, soon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that was the start of my, uh, I guess I wouldn't call it a career, but it was the start of me running. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, um, because of the chest pains, I made the mistake of telling Oh, my you really wife, did have chest pains? I really did. Oh. I, I told Henry, I got to stop because I'm trying to remember like medical training's like, is this good? I don't think this is good when your chest hurts as <laughs> I much. can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't is remember, it good when your chest hurts? I can't remember. So I told Henry to stop. And then anyway, we got home after the trip and, and I continued to have chest pains, even just hmm. finally just going up a flight of stairs. Uh, I couldn't run like half a block without chest pains. Wow. Stop. So I made the mistake of telling my wife, Francie, and she's a nurse. So Oh, yeah. Uh, she said, call, call the cardiologist. So I finally called them and said, hey, I got an appointment next month. She says, no, no, no. Call them, tell them you get severe chest pains climbing a chest uh, flight of stairs. And I called them back and told them that. And she said, okay, I got an appointment Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they did a bunch of tests. They said, oh, yeah, we got a problem. They took me in did an angiogram and said, well, we don't know what the problem is because those are the cleanest arteries we've seen in a long time. Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, so we don't know why you're having chest pains. Maybe try and push through it. And wow. So your cardiologist told, told you, you to push try and it. push through the pain. See what happens. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So now I'm up to like 50 kilometers. And, <laughs> and the rest so is history, never, people. You never did anything about it. You just ignored it. You followed away. his doctor's I advice, didn't you hear? doctor's advice. And you don't have chest pains anymore? No. Whoa. That's wow. crazy. That's incredible. Do you hear your, that? Your listeners? mileage may vary. Consult so your own cardiologist. Glenn, Glenn Van Pasky is encouraging you if you have chest pain. No, 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 no. You need to pick up the pace and push through it. No, see, now our legal department's going to have to get involved, POD. Deleting on that for sure. Um, you know, normally we we plug like one website where we tell folks to go if they want more info on the trail, but. I don't know if you've got something off the top of your head, but I imagine there's a lot of info out there. There's a lot, obviously, if you just uh, Google or search, you know, Wonderland Trail. But I did notice WonderlandTrailGuide.com has a handy little planner that if you put oh, in okay. your, you know, which direction you want to go, where you want to start, how many miles a day, and then hit calculator or whatever, it'll plug in like, okay, 
day one you stop here, day two you stop here, and, oh, and just figure yeah. it all out. Okay. So that's nice. That would be a good start, and then you know you could look online to figure out which campsites have openings and sure uh, go from there. I think this is a it's neat. This is one of the shorter trails we featured yeah, as is. trail the month before, but you know this is this would be a trail you could essentially do possibly over a long holiday weekend. Yeah, you could. Um, or you know awesome. if you want to take a more leisurely pace, you could. Take a week off work and, and go that route, too. Along those lines, I had one more question that I had forgotten. Can you stay more than one night in a campsite? I don't know. Because I was just thinking that that might be a nice thing to do, too. Well, you probably I think you could have you had, to. Like, I mean, if you could if reserve it, open two yeah. consecutive days, yeah. You take a zero day at like a lake or something. That'd be sure. Kind of cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of gorgeous uh, territory yeah. you can cover in a relatively quick time. Glenn, is there anything else about the Wonderland Trail that you want our listeners to know or just want to mention before we or that you remember. wrap up this interview? <laughs> no, I think we've pretty well <laughs> swept out any last little <laughs> nuggets that were remaining in my brain of the trail. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the show and talking to us about the Wonderland Trail. This was a lot of fun. Word of warning out to everyone there who even thinks about hiking with Henry Shires. You've Don't heard it here it. first it. from Glenn Van Pesky. <laughs> You're going to have to push through the chest pain. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Glenn. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. We're going to go to break now, and when we get back, we're going to come right in and discuss our recent trip to Moab when we get back. El Camino Programa. Mochila Pequeña. Cerveza Grandota. a glass the trail show is back and we are back and we've got grant seibel and allison nadler here in studio to talk about our recent gossamer gear trip to moab utah so i don't know how you guys want to handle this i mean we got a, we, we did a lot there was a lot of people a lot went down maybe we should just start right at the beginning which was friday we can actually start at the very beginning okay we, we put out a little call to our ambassadors and we're kind of known for having sort of a lot of them and yeah. invited everyone to come to Moab and hike and get together and talk about gear and hang out and get to know each other. And 20 people agreed to come. And just so everybody knows, Grant Seibel is the president of Gossamer Gear. And Correct. Yes. And you can always find their good stuff at GossamerGear.com. All right. So and in select retailers in Paris and Tokyo, and that's that's true, right? It is. That's actually true. Very true. <laughs> wow. Very good. So, oh, and the Ukraine as well. Really? Wow. Huh. For reals. Whoa. What? Yep. Okay. Is very, there, is very there an, eclectic. Is no, there we're, an, we're happening out there. Okay. The, the, I, who knew the Gossamer Gear scene was blowing up in Ukraine? Who knew? Who knew? I mean, I like the Paris location. Get a nice yeah. croissant, oh, have yeah. a little wine, <laughs> grab a lightweight pack. I think it sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. Who knew the backpacking scene was big in Ukraine? Yeah. Right. Who knew? Anyway, so everybody met up Friday in Moab. And Everybody but me because I had the flu. Yeah. So oh. Allison can talk about Friday. Yeah, so Friday we had um, people coming from all over. So I flew up from Massachusetts 
And then I met with a couple other trail ambassadors. And then we drove about six hours. And we've all been Instagramming and doing the whole hashtag thing and keeping in yeah. contact and just being a bunch of trail nerds. And we all met up on Friday. And then Saturday morning was our first day of hiking. Yeah, and and when you say we all met up, how many people were in the house Friday night? Was it 21? 21 Yeah, we 12. had people coming It was large. all time of the day. Large we and had people charge. coming yeah. very late at night, you know, floor situation. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was a big crew. And oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to go on the trip last year. And I think it was seven people last year. It was year. about seven or eight. So yeah. we tripled this year mm-hmm. in... Uh, it was kind of neat, though, because it was an opportunity to put faces with names and kind of meet people in person for the first time, which actually th- this whole weekend, this whole week has, has kind of been a whole lot of that. But um, so Saturday, Will Rietveld, our hero, our hero, and also our one the, of the greatest people of all time. Yeah, mo- definitely. No, not basically. He is one of the greatest people of all time. And he knows Moab like the back of his yes. hand. And he knows all the public lands around Moab mm-hmm. like the back of his hand. So... Saturday morning, where did we go? We went out... Um, Jeep Arch. Jeep, the hike to Jeep yep, Arch. Jeep Arch. Which was incredible. It was basically a window in the sky that we got to walk right through. <laughs> oh, it was. That's exactly what it was. It was um, just some amazing hiking. We had fantastic weather the whole time. And um, yeah, no, Will, Will knows his stuff, and we were just kind of along for the ride. So Yeah, and we should, right out of the gate... We should mention, if people want to see photos from any of those hikes, pretty much if you get on Instagram or Twitter and you search the hashtag GGUtahAdventures, plural, correct, mm-hmm. you're going to see photos from, from that whole uh, set of day hikes. Yeah. So there are about 140 Insta- or so. Instagram. Yep. There's a lot on Instagram. There's that many photos out there? Oh, yeah. Very we cool. We were on it. And um, awesome. the, the other cool thing is so... I should mention, after our hike to Jeep Arch, Will led a bonus hike later that day to Corona Arch. Mm-hmm. And folks might know Corona Arch, even though they don't think they do. It's the arch that, that went viral on YouTube because people had tied climbing ropes around the top of it. And they were basically rope swinging underneath the arch. And, and Grant, like what idea. happened with that whole deal? I don't want to be insensitive, but somebody uh, tied their rope a little long and, and uh, didn't swing. And they've tried to shut it down. It's, it's a huge arch. Uh, if you're... If you have some skill, you can actually climb it, though. And uh, okay. there are some people that um, impacted the rock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we went there in the late afternoon, and the, and the the lighting at that time of day was incredible. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. place. And there's that train track that goes by there. I don't know if you saw, but there's, a, there's, a, there's an old train track that goes by the base and goes through a tunnel in the hills there near there, which is kind of amazing feet of uh of human endeavor as well mm-hmm. it, it, but a, a couple of folks went into arches national park because yeah, only i went to windows so we uh we did okay. the touristy thing and um there was a, a crying baby and uh i think a boy <laughs> scout group and right. uh you know we we saw the sunset from uh right across from balanced rock were the boy scouts knocking over hoodoos no, they were pretty good, <laughs> and they they weren't they weren't as upset as the baby. So you can send hate mail to pmags at thetrailshow dot com. I'm just saying, a few months ago, the <laughs> Goblin Valley. Yeah, Goblin is. Valley State Park. We covered oh, that. Oh God, let it go. Let it go, Mags. <laughs> it's old so, news. Come on, man. Please make it. Don't a be joke. a hater. Don't be a hater. A now, there was there was also a group that went to Delicate Arch, which mm-hmm. okay. You know, if you've never been there, you really everyone should go. 
It's the iconic arch that's on the Utah license plate. It's on everything. Yeah. And, everything. and it's yeah. worth it. It's, it's, you hike, it's a few miles, and then boom. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. There. It's it it's worth it, but it's typically crowded because it's in our Unless you go in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Go in the off season. But yeah, we saw barely any people the whole time we were out there. It was great. Yeah. And then, so Sunday, we went into Canyonlands National Park. Mm-hmm. Needles and, District. Yeah. And we were mostly on Slick Rock for, well, a good part of the day we were on Slick Rock. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember the names of any of these hikes. I knew, yeah, Needles District. But, Needles, yep. Uh, it's a secret hike. Probably did about 10 miles. 12. 12, oh. 12, yeah. 12 miles. And uh, that was a phenomenal day. We also had... I'm, I'm old. I remember every quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> we had, Make it count. We had good weather, blue skies, great photography oh, yeah. again. Um, what else happened? I think um, Serena from the Arizona Trail Association gave us a little AZT video she showed us a yeah. new video which we'll throw a link up to on on the trail show Sounds facebook cool. page that, that honestly it. that was an eye-opener yeah the production value is great and the azt's blowing up who knew <laughs> i'm hoping that we can actually get her on a future show to kind of talk about some of the new stuff that's going uh, on with the azt she'll sell everyone the azt is going to be the next big trail to yeah. do because i i think probably half of the ambassadors were really into through hiking the azt yeah. As soon as she finished talking about it, it was great. And they've got a new guidebook out. Did you guys get a chance to peek at it? I did not. And they're having AZT days this year. Wow. That's are. awesome. The guidebook is, is, is spectacular, actually. It just came out in 2014, and it's updated. It's it's in color. It's phenomenal. Um, Mags, you might even find yourself finishing up the rest of the AZT if you take a look at this book. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Mags has done a section of it down on the south end. But anyway, we might get Serena on a future show. That led us into um, Sunday, and unfortunately, I think I was the only one. Oh, yeah. Me and Jersey stayed mm-hmm. home. I got a bit of food poisoning, um, which was a bummer because you guys had probably the most epic hike of the entire it weekend. It was very epic. Yeah. Yep. On um, actually, was it Sunday or Monday? It was, it was Monday. 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 Yeah. yeah. MLK Day. So t- you tell me about that. I-, I have no idea what you guys did. It was awful. We we didn't do anything fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we would rather have food poisoning. Okay. <laughs> we uh we went to Island in the Sky, oh. which is in Canyonlands yep. National Park. Okay, and it was some it's, was it off trail? It's completely or? different. No, we were staying on on trails for this one. Uh, some slick rock, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of those trails you can call it a trail, but really for large sections of it, it's just rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, and cairns, and at places there are actually little metal signs bolted to the rock that say trail. <laughs> so you you know where the hell you are because yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. yes yeah will told us a story about rescuing some people who were lost and thought they were going to die oh geez so it's pretty remote and uh was that the day i slammed my head that was the day that was the Iowa, day i think yeah 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 allison walked into you a tree s- i walked right. into a tree so we were hiking down or so this this trail is a little different because you hike into a canyon so you start out um hiking and doing a descent and there's this big branch and I said, I think I said it out loud. When I come back up here, I am going to whack my head on this branch. And it's not, you know, a tiny little branch. It's, it's, it was a, a, it's tree. a tree. And, of course, we're hiking back. And I'm blaming you, Grant. So you, you said something. And I responded. I turned around. And as soon as I turned my head back around, the tree was there. And there was nothing I can do. And you guys <laughs> were reaching for me to try to prevent me from hitting my head. But it Too was okay. Late. 
I didn't cry or anything, so it wasn't you, too bad. You had a pretty good lump on your forehead. I still do. Okay. <laughs> it looks like a, a, a shark bite. We're making up stories. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. It doesn't count unless you leave a little piece of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's my love for the trail. I got to leave myself there. Wasn't there a Shark Tank exhibit at this OR show? Yeah, and this is actually, that's a good segue, Mags, because... That was beautiful, Mags. We um yeah. <laughs> we did a really short day hike Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was just to a viewpoint. We got in our cars, drove to Salt Lake City, Utah for the winter outdoor retailer. That d was protesting. The, yeah, what you heard d protesting at the front end of the show, and we've been here all week experiencing that carnival. Which and we'll talk about more as part of a bonus. Our, bonus yes, our, our freeform segment. Yes. Anything else we should mention about Moab before we move on? Other than the shark tank, um, that's pretty cool. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. You, yeah. You, you won't Especially have a good time. Especially in winter. Don't. Yeah, don't go don't. in January. No. Nope. Yeah, you won't have a good time. Your pictures oh. will be terrible. Utah's um, ugly. You shouldn't go there. Nope. I suggest you go to Nebraska. Yeah, there you Oh, is. yeah. Through oh, hike in Nebraska. There we go. Once again, hate mail to pmags at <laughs> Whoa! Show.com. I'm just saying. <laughs> Where does the love mail go? Um, love me. mail goes to POD at POD yeah. at the trail show dot com. Yeah, uh, she also gets hate mail too, though, doesn't she? Um, I just can't imagine. Don't we all? We all don't. We all. No way. All right. You know, I'm actually surprised. We we're just having this conversation that, um, you know, I, I kind of expect to get more hate mail than than what I get. So I don't know. Hey, ask and you shall receive. I know. So watch Come on, out. people, bring it. <laughs> bring it on. We, we call hate mail. Bad baloney. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bad baloney. How's that in Italian? <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> Bologna. 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 All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Leadville and what we've got going right. on in April. In April, we are going to be recording a live show, our second road show of the year uh, at the Leadville Hostel owned by Wild Bill. So this is something that Wild Bill reached out to the trail show about. Would you be willing to do it? We're going to do it. And we are going to be recording on April 18th, which is a Saturday. So everyone is welcome to go. Anybody who wants to go to Leadville that weekend, you got to call up the Leadville Hostel. I don't have their phone number. Look it up on the internet. If you really want to go, you'll do that. And make a reservation with Wild Bill. You can say Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, There's snowshoeing. There's Ski Cooper. Although April 18th, that's not going to be open. But anyway, it'll be great. It's going to be a good time. Wild Bill is awesome. It's one of the best hostels. It, on any of the trails. On any trail. Seriously. It, it really is incredible. No word of a lie. And, and folks might remember, we had Wild Bill on the yes. show in August for the live show at Avery, and that's when he kind of pitched us the idea, hey, yeah. come record a show at the hostel. And it's one of my favorite hostels on any long trail I've ever hiked on. It's phenomenal. If you haven't stayed at the level hostel, you're missing out. Come join us April 18th weekend. Right. We're going to do a show. We're going to have fun. We'll probably drink some beer. That's correct. Just guessing. That's correct. You don't say. I'm just guessing. The thing you should know, Leadville is at 10,000 feet elevation. It is. It's the double mile high city. That's right. And uh, bring your, you know, your bottled oxygen and whatever else you might need if you're coming from the lowlands. Depends. Depends. Yes. <laughs> what you all should also know is that there's plenty of bars in town, perhaps a brewery or two. And I've just learned that there is a, I guess the I, word would be moonshinery in town ooh. where you can go by legal moonshine. And drink it at that business. <laughs> and do they have kind of herbal supplement place? Uh, yeah, sure it is Colorado. I'm, sure. so, okay. I, I'm asking, honestly, if not for me, just D-Lo's on here, so someone has to ask Yeah, me. somebody's got to, you know, <laughs> fill in. I'm sure for D-Lo the Italian right. last name, I can fill in a little bit. Okay, so 
April 18. That's correct. At Level Hostel. That's correct. In Level, Colorado. That's correct. Be there or be square. All right. That's correct. That is correct. Very good. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into Hiker trail tip, tip mailbag, shout outs. And German beer. Media, I, I German beer. German. All right. This Let's beer go. is actually I'm, really I'm, good. I'm, I don't I'm, know what I'm it is. I'm here. I mean, good luck getting me out of the chair. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Good to be part of your team. Broadcasting live from 5,400 feet above sea level, it's the Trail Show. Hang on to your hat. The trail show is back. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Ben and Lane for sending those awesome beers from Indiana. Yeah, those were really good. They were good. And many people enjoyed them here down in the basement. Uh, and now we're going to be moving into our German beers. And this one, crazy, crazy wow. relay of getting the box across the ocean, international, dropped off by a friend at our door. Insane. But anyway... So the the gentleman who who had a friend drop this off, Daniel Wilder Wilder Angus McBee is his uh, is his moniker. Word up, Angus. Woo. Uh, he is stationed in Germany, and he he says you all have some of the same interests I do: hiking, outdoors, beers, and drinking said beers with good friends. Hey, I'll drink to that. That's right. So he sent some Rausch beer, and said it's not it's made not very far from where he lives. Okay. And he said he had to send some beer from the oldest brewery in the world, which is the Weihensteffen. Oh, sure. Everyone knows the, the Weihensteffen. Weltenberger Burger Winter Traum beer is seasonally made from for German Christmas, so effectively German Christmas in a cup. Ooh. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're going to have some a of nice that. callback um, to a previous He also show. sent us some beer from the Etel Abbey, which is in the German Alps. And he said... Um, I thought y'all should have some beer out of some of the oldest and most beautiful mountains in Europe. Oh, oh nice. And then he also added one bottle of Indiana beer because he is from Indiana, and he said he wanted to add some hops because the German beer is not hoppy. So there's a few other things in there. He didn't specifically list them in his letter. So as we pop those open, we can try to our best to pronounce the, the names on the fronts of the glasses. <laughs> And we opened our first one up, a dunkel. A dunkel. Yeah, and now, Mags, please. I, I don't have the <laughs> bottle. <bear laughs> he he just doesn't want to read it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see this. So, it's hard to read that bottle. Yeah, this one doesn't really. It's uh, this is this is from Etteler, so this is one of the the, the German Alp beers. <laughs> Ooh, nice. So I think he sent us several from this brewery, and then some from the Rausch, and yeah, yeah, all that. We we should give a little shout because you know we're gonna be talking to a lot of people like Barefoot Jake. We have an amazing collection of hikers in the audience yes. right now. So you know, everyone give a shout. Let us know your hair. Who's in the room? Woo! All right. I mean, I think of the thousands of miles and thousands of smelly socks over the years. It's just an amazing <laughs> collection right. in this room. And oh, Ang- yeah. Angus McBee, you are contributing to the hiker delinquency that's going on right now here in the basement. Thank so you. So thank you, Angus thank McBee. Thank you, Angus. This is really exciting. All right. All right. Oh, also, 
of note, sorry, I have to add this. He did, in his, his packaging it got passed off with so many different people. He wanted to ensure that the beer was safe. It was a giant box. Inside the box were millions of packaging peanuts with another box inside. I opened that box, and there were even more packaging peanuts with the beers, and he said those packaging peanuts were specifically for D'Lo. Uh, so there we go. We will hand deliver those once back in uh, Colorado. Very good. And with that. Oh, that's good. And now it's time for Trail Tip of the Month. And once again, I'm going to get to throw Trail Tip of the Month once again over to Swami and Whitney. All good. LaRafa. We got two. LaRafa, we got two. We got two seasoned vets, veteran hikers in studio, and they have amazing trail tips that they're going to just, you know, wow us yeah. with. So take Go, it away, take it guys. Away. Share, share your tips with us. Yeah, what, right. do you got, what do you got there? All good. All right. Our, our first <laughs> trail tip. First? It's, it's kind of but, more of a gear tip, but I think, I think it's one that we could all relate to that's those of us that have hiked thousands and thousands of miles. So uh, our first tip is the only piece of cotton apparel appropriate to take out on trail okay. is a bandana. Yeah. Hmm. And we're going to list the reasons why a bandana is fantastic to take on trail with you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Swami, ready? Yes. <laughs> I don't think Swami's ready. <laughs> um, he's never ready. Well, what's his segment again? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? What show is this? Trail tip. Ah, okay. uh, number two, Swami, is? Number two. <clears throat> okay, the number two t- reason to bring a bandana on the trail you can use it to wipe the inside of your tent in case you have some condensation in the morning. Oh. That's true. Oh. Yeah. I agree. Very good. Very yeah. good. There you go. The number third reason is it's light, cheap. I generally get mine for free at Next Adventure when a hiker comes to give a talk. Oh. Otherwise, I go to the thrift store and I get them for 25 cents. Are you used. serious? You tight bastard. That yeah. Just like <laughs> 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 I'm saving up. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, you can't, you can't <laughs> use a used bandana. Yeah. Why not? You don't know where it's been. Exactly. You can just put it in the used pair of undies. I mean, you just don't do it. Unless you're in Japan and you get one of those bending machines. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to keep it family friendly. Google it. You can see it. Number four. Number four. Please. Number four. Oh, this is a pretty boring one, but handkerchief. Yeah, sorry, what? All, all good wrote that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I use mine as a handkerchief. Here, what I'll are give, you? I'll give, I'll yeah. give, I'll give <laughs> handkerchief. I mean, that, that was definitely an all good one. Uh, you can definitely use it as a pre-filter for glacial stream water. Especially oh, okay. after you've got some crusted snow on there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually gives it flavor. <laughs> I'll give a couple. Um, I tuck it under my visor when I'm in sunny yeah. weather to kind of use it as like the Sahara cover in the back of my neck. Uh, and okay. yeah. The Panama yeah. Jack thing. Yeah, I also use mine to wash up at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you mean? Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hold let's, up. Let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. You use it to do what? Kind of wash up at the what end of the day. What does that mean? All oh, good. What does it mean, kind of wash up? Just well, the essentials. You know, I, I use my, my blue sponge that Disco told me about yeah. in the fire episode to kind of take care of those chafing issues from happening. But. The bandana I use in my head, I used to kind of wipe off my face and oh, okay. maybe oh, my hair, okay, okay. stuff That's like that. Kind of some man, light man. wiping up. The blue okay. sponge is for the the, for the, the, the dirty, the dirty wiping. The up. blue sponge is for the uh, <laughs> how's your father? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> it's getting a little crazy in here. A little warm. All right, Swami. If you're running low on cash, you can always use it to uh, yeah <laughs> to 
if you need to rob a convenience store, 7-Eleven. Wild West style. Our, um, our legal department uh, objects. Legal at the trail show cannot condone this tip. Hey, no. I, I'm a foreigner. I, I don't think you can convict me. He has know. immunity. He's Australian. Is that right? And they're all criminals. Yeah, so they all come from so. crooks anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a second. You're oh, right. He, of course oh, he wait. read that one. Yeah. That's so appropriate. Okay, this, this next one's for the uh, female listeners out there, so I'll pass it along to Whitney. Oh! Oh. <laughs> is that because I have a girl's name or because I always hike with women? I think it's because you wear a skirt when you're Oh, <laughs> that wow. would be it. The purple rain skirt, that's why. Oh, wow. um, I know a few that's a purple rain uh, experienced <laughs> long-distance hikers that use their bandana as a pee rag while on trail. Ooh. Yep, it's, it's true. true. And right along those lines. <laughs> so what? Right along those lines. Why use leaves when you're on trail when you got a bandana? Oh, uh, but maybe not for number two. Yeah. Well, you know. Sometimes. Uh, Wait a minute, no, man. Do you rob the store first, or do you use it for number two <laughs> then rob the store? <laughs> well, if you use it for number two, then you can use it as your weapon of choice. Why uh, rob the store? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just wow. put it right up to their yeah. face. <laughs> Knock them out. All right. Uh, what else? What else you got on this? Swami's like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, like I can't read all good writing. I think you must have been a doctor in a previous life. <laughs> you can't um, read my typing either, so. <laughs> yeah. That's because you can't spell, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to everything having those weird U's in it. I mean, yeah. I mean seriously, what sort of country doesn't put U's in their word? Like, come on. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I think... Yeah, you know, cowboy style in a dust storm, you know, so you're hiking yes. in the southwest and stuff. So wrap it up. Similar to when you go into the uh, 7-Eleven. Right. You, you wrap it around over You look the nose like a bandit. Mouth. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. But keeps the dust out of the nose and, uh, and yeah. the mouth and okay. away you go. Vaquero style. Uh, I think you can read this last one there, Whitney, number 15. What? Oh, yeah, can number... Skip <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we skipped around a little <laughs> oh, bit. We did, uh, we sort of were all over the place. But yeah. I think I, th I think this is a good one to end it in. Uh, uh, very good. You know, sometimes after thousands and thousands of miles at the end of the day, a <laughs> male hiker has some things they need to take care of to relieve the stress of the trail. <laughs> oh, and, no. uh, Dude! <laughs> I can't believe you're going to say that. <laughs> we all have been the bandana is a better alternative than the sock, is all we're going to oh, leave. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. It was Swami <laughs> that, that was and Whitney's <laughs> trail tip of the month. Look, I'll take credit for the Seven Eleven one, but the rest were oh all good. Uh, no, I don't don't buy that one bit. <laughs> no. These guys, we we let them on the show for yeah. five minutes. Wow! And In fact, please take us off the rails. Based yeah, on the jokes that yeah. Swami was telling at dinner the other night, I would definitely credit the 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 Whoa. foulest of reasons to him. Thank you, P.O.D., for pointing <laughs> so, that wait out. Wait a sec. That, that has got to be the ultimate case of the kettle black, P.O.D. Hey, while I'm, while <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking saying, of don't, it. Don't call defense. <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm thinking of it, Swami, I'm just yes. kind of curious. You know, we've been in Utah here all week. Yeah. What do you think about the, uh, the liquor laws here in the state of Utah? Do you have any thoughts? In what regards, Disco? Well, you any know, thoughts. Any. Any thoughts? I mean, maybe something a family member may have mentioned to you in the past. About what, do you, what do you mean? Like if you go drinking in a, in a bar or something? Yeah, here? in a bar, you know, you get this half-strength beer. Any thoughts on that? Ah, uh, like the 3.2 law. That's right. That uh, is exactly what I'm talking about. It actually reminds me of something my granddad used to say. It's just sort of a paraphrase. Well, I think going to a brewery <laughs> and drinking beer in a bar in Utah is a bit like going to a brothel where they only give a I mean, you may walk out satisfied, but deep down inside, you know you could have got more for your money. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear. 
All right, that's it. You guys are off the show. <laughs> can, we, can, we, we, hold on, can we can we edit that out? <laughs> no, <laughs> that, was, that was off the record. Should we get our fifth chair? Should we get our fifth chair? Yes, no, we should. No, seriously, and get can we edit that out? <laughs> What's that, Swami? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. <laughs> I, I think. Then your grandpa. Uh, this is the, this is the R-rated version. If you of think the show, his right? grandpa's funny, you should hear what his grandma tells you. <laughs> 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 whoa, 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 easy. Whoa, hey, 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 man. hey, don't go dissing my grandma. <laughs> Come on. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> on that note, I think we should get the fifth chair, Mr. Hiking Viking. Actually, here's a bit of breaking news for you. At um, <laughs> at OI this afternoon, someone glitter bombed the Viking. His beard. <gasps> is this wow. We definitely got to hear wow. this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, no, no, is it, this true? Seriously, the Viking almost killed the guy. He was really, really upset. <laughs> you you can't kill the Viking, man. He's I, know, I know. Well, the Viking. There but was, the Viking there was can kill you exactly. <laughs> Sure. Hey, right. can I give a public service announcement while we're waiting oh, on our yes. fifth chair? Oh, yeah, good, please. Absolutely. All right, from the from the deep down confines of the old curmudgeon long distance <laughs> hiking community, we have a public service announcement. Oh yes, for yes. all you kids thinking about getting out on trail and trying to become famous, um, <laughs> no, a little that's piece of the advice. Wrong route. <laughs> this is the one. wrong route to become famous hiking. If you're gonna hike, hike because you love it, not for an award. Yeah, and. If you're going to have a donate button on your website or your blog, it best take me immediately to the trail organization of the trail you're hiking on so I can make a donation and build trail, not buy you a cheeseburger in town. Yes. I like it. Or just donate to the trail show. Or just donate to the trail show. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say something. (laughs) Listeners can't appreciate what's just going on here. With the hands, it's, I know. it's a beautiful. <laughs> we got beautiful. the Itali- we got the Italian you know, boys in the you corner. Know, there's, the, there's, there's the risk of the hair shirt lockup with the Italian. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but now, exactly. There's, now there's also a risk of like the actual hand lockup because of all the flailing that's going on over there. Yeah. I think we have to lock- separate those seats a little bit more. Those boys are a bit close. There's gonna be some static electricity generated. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hair, here's Speaking the man hair. himself. <laughs> the man himself, the real hiking. <laughs> Woo! Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. In the house, the are we going to have him on mic? Well, I can't tell you how delighted I am to be here with you all tonight. This is my first time ever being on a podcast, and I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, I tell you what, you did a hell of a job with, with your interview. TV interview today at Winter OR. Right. So this is going to be Woo! this is going to be cake, man. I like yes. cake. So you were across the hallway, you know, gr- beard grooming. Is that correct? Not really. Okay. Oh. And, and real quick, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. She was taping a special across the hall. Also in studio in the white chair, Miss. <laughs> some would say the fifth chair, Miss Liz Snorkel Thomas. The fifth chair. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be back here on my uh, fifth, <laughs> eighth, ninth, ninth time appearance on the show. Hey, get up on that mic, Snorkel. You always uh, shy you're away. Always, you're always oh, running you're right. away yeah, from yeah, the mic. I, I really it's should figure out how to how to properly use the mic after being on the show so That's many right. times. The red dot is your friend. Red Dot is your friend. All right. Hello, Red Dot. So you guys are just going to kind (laughs) of panel with us. We're actually going to continue with the segments we normally do. So feel free to pipe in when you want. And, you know, we're eventually going to get to a couple things that we want to talk to you guys about specifically. But in the meantime, we have some mailbag we need to read. We we have some great. We'll start with a nice comedy item first. Comedy. From Angered Gerard via the Twitter. Driving in the car yesterday, my six-year-old pipes up from the back seat. Mama, can you turn up the trail show back on? Woo! Should I be concerned? Yes. Yes. No. Absolutely, you should be concerned. The six-year-old wants the trail show. I mean... 
It's I don't after what Swami just said on the mic, you do not want your six year old to hear Swami. that. Exactly. You're corrupt the youth of America. Uh, I have a question. W- were they listening to the Red Tent show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I hope maybe. I, I hope they were not snorkel. I don't know. All right. What else you got, Max? From Justin Quality Knowles. Yes. Here's a quick note I wrote on a plane recently. Keep up the good work. Dare Trail Show. Happy New Year. I wanted to compliment you on your best episode to date. In my humble opinion. Trail show number 30, the Trans ADK. Uh, Eric Ooh. Schlemmer. The astral introduction is powerful, tasteful, and a touching testament to thru-hiking. The Trans ADK segment was articulate, funny, and relevant. Some guests have challenges describing the majesty of the trails. Not so with Eric Schlimmer with his turn of phrase. Example given. Run out of thirst before you run out of beer. <laughs> yeah, and that right. was a great line. It was. Per usual, I enjoyed the other segments, especially the trail news, trips from the past month, and outdoor book or movie reviews. Your banter was mostly on point two in episode 30. Keep mostly. up the good. Mostly. Well, <laughs> well uh, is that a backhanded compliment? Like, what, what was he saying? I think he was referencing Dino. No, I'm just, I wasn't I'm just go kidding. There. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep up the good work in 2015. Cheers. Justin Quality Knowles. Oh, <laughs> quality. <laughs> Longtime listener, first time writer. Mm, maybe. Uh, no, has he been I, on the mailbag before? Yeah, should I read this note from Dan T? I think you should. Lay Please. Okay, as I said, I've kind of shortened some things, so just, you know, it's going to be a little choppy. Okay, this is from Dan T. He emailed legal at the trail show. Hello, trail show. Your show brings me great joy and entertainment. Causes my fiance to think I'm crazy when I start laughing uncontrollably while having my headphones on. <laughs> the last few episodes have been great. He especially enjoyed the Ice Age Trail as he has lived in Wisconsin most of his life. And he enjoyed learning that he shares heritage with two-fourths, or one-half, <laughs> of the trail show. He lived in Alb- Albany, New York. D'Lo. Currently lives in Howell, Michigan. P.O.D. Which is where my aunt lives. Um, I can attest to the ruthlessness of the, the bears, not beers, in the eastern high peaks. And relays a recent incident where some um, mama and three cubs uh, harassed them all night. Says oh, they were, night, love. Yeah. Oh, night. Spent a harrowing all evening night. with the bears <laughs> lurking in the shadows, waiting for them to strike. Ooh. I hope your Christmas or, n- or generic non-denominational holiday in a cup was overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> what was the that again? Read, read that again. I, I hope your Christmas or generic non-denominational holiday in a cup was overflowing. <laughs> nice. And thank you for the entertainment and value that pr- you provide Wait, with your podcast. So was that two girls? Oh, wow. Oh, no. no. So, Mama, is it okay to hear the show? Absolutely Absolutely not. not. No. And he ends ends with a question. I was wondering if my donation to the trail show can be applied to a subscription fee once the show starts charging as D-Lo. Freaking D-Lo, D-Lo. He's not even here. And and Dan T., I just want to let you know that so we're at the Winter OR, and you mentioned the Ice Age Trail, and they have the... Best booth at OR. <laughs> I was inspired. They had on the floor a pile of pamphlets and stickers and a sign that says, We're out hiking, but help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I liked it. We should do that. Ju- just a quick note I cracked open the second German beer, right. and I'm very embarrassed to pronounce this, especially considering who my wife is, but give, it, give it a shot. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Marzen. Can't wait to try a lot of that. Oh, I, I pass see. that around. Just pass, pass it around. Pass it's, it's it around. It's like yeah. passing a doobie. Pass I sure hope dirt. that has more alcohol in it than this Utah beer that we're drinking oh, yeah. here. This is real beer. 
Snorks, are you drinking Utah beer? I'm drinking Utah beer. Come and I, on, finish like that and get some German beer, please. Speaking of Utah beer, Woolrich had Here, eight pass it around over there. of a Pennsylvania tuxedo dogfish head just beer that never got drank once at OR because what? it wasn't 4% or below. Wait. It was 8%. Oh. They got to fly back with it. Um, Disco, you got to try that. You got to try a sip of that because that Wait tastes... Can I just speak to the Pennsylvania tuxedo? No, you must quick. drink this first. And you will talk about it. This tastes... Yeah. This yeah, is... Oh, this epic is smoky. Fail, this time. tastes like that candy from Finland. It tastes like the... Uh, Marzipan? It tastes like the, the, the campfire candy. Can the Viking get mm. a little bit of that? Please, pass it, Mr. Oh. Viking. Mm. Hey, hey, the snorkel was the one who complained about Did the anyone try that? earlier. That's campfire in a cup, ladies and gentlemen. That's campfire in a cup. That's so appropriate. That for tastes like pitch oil. It does. This looks like a maple syrup bottle. It's crazy. It does not taste like maple syrup. It's that awesome. tastes like pitch. Yeah. We Pennsylvanians and drink hard maple in syrup. Finland, <laughs> in Finland, they have this candy that tastes like campfire. It's crazy. This and that also tastes, tastes like campfire. Doesn't it? Yes. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's that's the, interesting. The nose and, a little, and a little bit of beef jerky. Incredible. Beef jerky campfire. Yeah. German style. Big time. I really just want to sniff it. That's weird. I know. It's weird. Snorkel, <laughs> 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 no, hey. please. Again, is it okay for six-year-old listeners to the trail show? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No. no. P.O.D., any no, other pass letters? It, pass it that way so that people can you finish it off in the room. Puff, give Let our audience. To the right. Any other letters, P.O.D.? No, I, I, don't, I don't have any more. Mags, did you have something from Twitter? I read it. About okay. six year old listen to the trail show. So did That's we it. cover all our we mailbag? Did. We did. If we missed you, Very we'll good. get you on the next show. So don't get your panties in a bunch. Okay. We've got some donors to speak on. Yes, we do. And that's Donation. Mags. That's your wheelhouse, buddy. That is my wheelhouse. Our every month donations. Diane Pinkers. Tim Harrell. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters, everyone. Give Woo! it up for Bobby Walters. Woo! Yeah. Elizabeth Giganti. <laughs> oh, wow, so because, deflated. Well, because we're oh, told. Oh, God, every uh, month. Every month. I'm Come sorry. on. Move, okay. move on. Move on, please. Matt Murray. Bernard Wolf. Bernard Wolf. <laughs> the Goomy Bushy. Oh, yeah. Bernie Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Russ Kinder. Craig Gully. Justin Quality Knowles. Buddy Sessoms. And Mr. Ken Steinhoff. Oh, Ken. And our Thank one-offs, you. we have Michael Eglin, who is the old dirty gold bond. ODGB. That's right. The House and of Gold Bond. Yes. Ryan F. Wagner, a.k.a. The Horny Toes. Ryan Wagner. That's right. First time donor, <laughs> long time listener, and a, a friend of PODs from, from Michigan. School. From high school. Yes, and he actually is planning to come to... He lives in Hawaii. He's planning to make a trip to the mainland. And, and the word is that he's going to be bringing some beer for the February show from Hawaii. From wow. Hawaii. Which That's island? Right. Maui. Maui. Yeah. yeah. Maui. Yeah, Maui Wowie. No, he's from he lives in Oahu. But what the beer is from Maui. The beer is from Maui. Yes. I've gotten an inside tip on that beer. Okay. I'm sorry, what? What? Who? What? <laughs> an inside tip. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> is that legal? Can't, can't you end up like Martha Stewart for, for that sort of Noted. information? <laughs> oh, that's that insider trading. Nice. Different than an insider tip, Snorkel. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Thanks, <laughs> nice try. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Play again. Yeah, very good. So much learning happens here. All right. Very good. That's right. It's like PBS. So, <laughs> should we talk real quickly about the Heroes Project, POD? Sure. Let me get that piece of paper out. So, this is good because we've got the man here. And, uh, he's our hero. He's our the hero. real hiking Viking. Yes. Yeah, and earlier today, the real hiking Viking uh, did an interview, a live interview at OR, and talked about 
his uh, military background and 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 the the links and relationships that came out of that. It's the Heroes Project. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. I am, but okay. I'm also not affiliated. But go on. Well, yeah, but it's uh it's basically this guy who was in a terrible motorcycle accident, and he was hell's one of hell's angels. He was in a terrible motor motorcycle accident, totally ruined his spine tried to go to physical therapy and just couldn't do it. It wasn't for him. And he went into a downward spiral of all kinds of painkillers and, and alcohol and got to the end of his rope and said, I need to change my life. What could I do that'd be really badass that's not physical therapy? So he decided he would climb Everest. So oh, wow. he went and climbed Everest to prove to himself that he wasn't dead. And he said that just like with lots of outdoor experiences, he felt like he, he rebirthed. He came alive he found himself again, and he said, I want to help other people have the same experience. So what he does is he takes double and single amputees that have prosthetic uh, leg or legs, and he helps them climb one of the seven summits in the world. That's amazing. It's amazing. That so is amazing. It's really cool. So the Heroes Project is that, but they're trying to make a movie about the guys that have already gone up there as a way to generate more interest and more funding for future double and sing single amputees. So... He does have a Kickstarter. It's kickstarter.com, and then you search for the Heroes Project. I'm not going to give you the full length because it, it's very long. and We'll post out. it on our Facebook yes. page. Yep. It will be shared, absolutely. And basically what they're trying to do is raise money to make a film about the guys that have already participated, the, the veterans that have already participated so that they can generate more interest. And, and I actually just caught a piece of it on TV the other day. It was really interesting and really amazing, and I think anyone who's into the outdoors can relate to that feeling of... You know, having something happen in your life, being a little broken, and you know that's yeah. interesting. Finding you yourself say that. on the trail. It's interesting you say that. Uh, I op happen to operate as a scout sniper uh, in Iraq on a tour, and my radio operator, um, he came back from Afghanistan. He was blown up, lost his legs above his above his knees, um, lost all uh, all but two of his fingers, one on each hand, and wow. he had never skied a day in his life. And when he was healthy enough to get fitted with prosthetics uh, and to get back out uh, out in the world and doing things, he never considered himself to be a uh, charity case. And he he found a way to to get into skiing, yeah. and he made his way to to Aspen, and he's been training with the Olympic uh, Paralympic ski. I'm sorry, the Paralympic ski team for the last four seasons, and he's hoping to make the National uh, Paralympic Ski Team this oh, year. Wow. And he is a, a true inspiration. You know, uh, what we do pales in comparison to what yeah, this guy has, sure. has had to yeah. go through. And yeah. I, it just just hearing about the, uh, the, the Heroes, Heroes Project, Project, Heroes Project yeah. that's, that's right. I, I can totally understand how that's inspiring and incredible yeah. because I know somebody like that firsthand, and it's uh, and, uh, unbelievable. And I saw some of the footage of, of, of one of the double amputees. I don't know which summit he was climbing, but... He was in so much pain. I mean, the prosthetics are great and they work, but but it was really painful for him to be walking oh in the gosh. snow it's and the everything. Fitting the the, re, the fit. There's yeah. so many so many operations have to happen to those limbs in order yeah. to find the right fitting and to find the right yeah. prosthetic to work. It's painful. It's, so, it's arduous. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It was really inspiring. I I will put up a link and um, hopefully some of you will feel moved to you know get more information and perhaps donate to their Kickstarter. Yeah, it would be really cool. At a minimum. Go click the link and check out the two minute uh, trailer yes. slash teaser video. It's it well kinda, worth it. Well yeah. worth it, and you know it shows footage from previous climbs they've done yeah. up Everest and and um, uh, a couple of the other peaks, Akinaga. Yeah. And anyway, it's you know it's, it's just really it's an incredible project, and 
Take a look at it. We're going to get into a discussion that's been, what, a year in the making now? It, uh, over a little movie that came out oh, recently. Yes. Yeah. That, that's our other media musing. It's called Wild. Wild. I think it was just. You may book, have heard of it. A book that came out, <laughs> mildly popular. I think it was on a talk show once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the movie stars Reese Witherspoon yeah. as Cheryl Strait. As Cheryl Strait. And it's about a hike on the Pacific Crest Trail in the mid 90s. And it came out right around Christmas time. And That's right. I think how many of us in this room, I know the Portland Mafia saw it and on mass, and we three of us saw it. Who hasn't seen it? I guess is a better way. Raise word. your hand if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, get out. I you can't. guys get out. Seriously? Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. Seven of you? Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Let me try that Hiking one. Hiking Viking, have you seen it? I watched it with the Phoenix herself, the Continental Divide Trail Coalition Executive Director at the Denver Film Festival. Oh, Who is good. here in our audience? Give Yay, it up, Phoenix. The, yeah, the Phoenix. Teresa Martinez. Who's doing an amazing job this week in court. And you know what? Understatement. Um, Hiking Viking, would you be willing to trade and let uh, Teresa on the mic right now? Because I actually want to talk to her a bit about this movie. I absolutely would. Very cool. (laughs) Teresa, (laughs) come on down. You're You're the the next next contestant on The Trail Show. Not suitable for six-year-olds. Hiking Viking, thank you so much. We're going to have you back on the mic later, so So don't don't you go run away too far. I won't. (laughs) All right. Watch out for the cables and stuff. Yeah, watch watch cables. It's so this a little is an improvement, isn't it? You don't have to sit on the creepy chair with Dilo this yeah. time. Dilo was freaking me out that night. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So I want to start. I want to. <laughs> on the tip. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, we're still talking about the tip. It's been interesting. A several but days. Anyway. But, but anyway, this movie. I mean, we all know the basic background. Cheryl Strayed was 26 years old. Did about 1,100 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail. She wrote a book about it, what, 20 years later, became a bestseller. A movie was made about Reese Witherspoon. And here we are, 2015. We are. Um, became a huge best-selling book. It made the movie. For whatever reason, there's some controversy in the hiking community. Okay, I want to cut right to the chase. <laughs> Mags, you owe both myself yes. and my wife, the Princess of Darkness, an apology because you told us that this movie and this book was Eat, Pray, Love for the PCT. And it was as far from Eat, Pray, Love as you could possibly get, man. It's about a personal journey. It no, was, it no, was horrible. No, no, ding, ding, wrong. Well, it was absolutely a personal journey. I know, but it's not an Eat, Pray, Love. Because Eat, Pray, Love is kind of like you leave and you're like, yeah, I should go eat some pizza and, you know, find someone. And this Max, movie that's the buzzer because you were wrong, sir. We left that film and we were both depressed for like two days. We're like, oh God, really? that was the I worst was expecting this uplifting, happy go lucky story. <laughs> Eat, pray, but love. But it was. You she sold me a bill of goods, man. Even, even the end was not that cheerful. But she found herself and she had children. She found the love of her life and she's very happy and successful. Yeah, and she shot her mom's horse. That was early in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, there's going to be some spoiler alerts. So if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, you might want to go ahead and fast forward ahead about 10 minutes. Let's do a PBS thing. We'll have a 10-second count off. You can leave for 10 seconds. They've already left by now. And we've already mentioned that the horse got shot. All right. But in any case, there was, you know what? Actually, I wish now that I had read the book and not seen the movie. Because to be frank with you, the movie was... You not, haven't read the book. I have still no. have not read the book. Oh. The See, movie the movie, the movie, was hard to look at. It was and, hard to watch. And I'm not... I don't want people to think, oh, he's saying that because she, did, she wasn't a hardcore hiker or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was hard to look at because she was... There's, there's scenes where 
She's shooting up heroin, and I'm not a big fan of looking at needles up close when it involves like. It, it was gruesome, man. A lot of that movie is very, very it's dark. It's, really it's heavy. heavy. It's and, it's and heavy. I, and I think that if you read the book, you can read a chapter at a time and digest it, and still. Well, that's the thing. I've know. read the book first. Well, then you should have known that it was Max. not. You pray love. I was. It's a personal journey. Oh and my she god. Oh my god, Max. Teresa. What Please. do you think? You know, my perspective on this movie is way different. Um, not to take it into a totally different, this whole conversation in a totally no, different Good, let's do it. <laughs> but I think, you know, for me, the movie w- and the book, I read the book. Actually, I started reading the book on the anniversary of the day that I lost my mother. Oh. And I cried through the first six chapters of that book. I lost it. And it was the most beautiful thing because I, it helped me. She put to words what it's like to lose a parent. And I had lost both my parents in 34 days. To cancer. Teresa. Good grief. (laughs) Sorry. No, don't apologize. But it was such a beautiful thing for me to read that book from that perspective, having spent my entire life on these national trails, protecting them, knowing what kind of... um, peace they bring to you when mm-hmm. I after I lost my parents the first thing I did was went and hiked on the CDT for a weekend and I cried a lot but yeah. it was the best place for me to connect to them and I still go out there and feel them that's sure. where I feel them and sure. so for me that movie and that book were really about that experience mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. what it means to lose someone in the process that you go through and for her she was in a different place in her life than I was I didn't have to go shoot heroin or right bang people in the alley. <clears throat> Not really. Yeah, didn't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> but I do think that that process and the story that that tells in terms of loss and how you cope with that and how trails can help you go through whatever journey you are on. And so in that mm-hmm. sense, it is a journey. But I think people, for at least from my perspective, have gotten really wrapped up in these other things and missed a lot of what that part of the story was about. And so for me. Um, I read that book, and it just really helped me process and heal. Okay. And so yeah. I watched the movie, and the movie's heavy. It is not. Yeah. It yeah. is a heavy. I, I remember you walked out of that movie, and um, and the, the Viking and I, and he was like, how was it? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I just need to think about it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I will say the uh, movie is actually more graphic than the book in many ways. Totally. It's got to be. Well, There's things visual. that are between the lines well, yeah, in the book. Visual. It's visual. It sticks with you. Yeah, it's you just know? a lot. It just hits you over the head more so in the movie. Well, and there's a lot of things, too, that you miss. Like, the first six chapters were a lot about the relationship between her and her mother. And you see that throughout Sprinkled, but the the book was a little bit different in how it laid that out. And mm-hmm. so I think that sort of sets up the journey a little bit more than maybe how the movie was. And so the movie, it was really intended to throw you into that place yeah. of yeah. stress because and that's point the point of it. Yeah, and I got I to gotta hand it to Cheryl Strait. The, the honesty, at least oh. with which the movie was told, I mean, she's not portrayed as a very nice daughter. You know what I mean? Not a very thoughtful, not a very caring kind of... You know, and, and and it shows how gr- regretful she is later on. But I mean, kudos to her for being so honest about her her journey because I think, like Disco said after we saw it, there's l- most of us would not want that much detail of the bad part of our life to be yeah. to, or to own it. The, the dirty laundry, to own it, to the own dirty it. laundry was aired without you know it was all laid out there in the movie. And and frankly, one of the things I thought about when I walked out of the movie is. You know, for the last, what, 12 months or so, we've kind of been making jokes about Wild. And Delo's, t- you know, reading a paragraph a night or a word yeah. a night. A word all, a night you yeah. know, and frankly, I didn't realize how serious her story was and how, how heavy her story was 
and I, frankly, I feel a little uncomfortable with some of the, the joking that we've done on the Terrell show. And, and I'll, I'll just throw out a personal apology. You guys don't have to, you know, say a word. But it's that story is it's a dark story. And I'm I, the other thing I'll say is that I'm thankful that I didn't have to find long distance hiking or the PCT yeah. under similar circumstances. I, I'm thankful that I found them, you know, found the trail in, in other circumstances. But it's. It's a tough story. But, it's but a really you think tough story. That's the beauty of that story. And this is coming from someone who spent her entire professional career managing these trails. And I worked on the Appalachian Trail when Walk in the Woods came out and sort of the realities that we face when that happened. And that was also right around when the millennial hike happened. So, like right. 2000. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So many things happened. And, and what we learned about overuse and, and all this sort of impacted impacts that result from overuse on these these long distance trails and I, I look at though at the same time I understand why people reacted to that part of it but I also think that's the beauty of what we're seeking in today's society I mean in all seriousness the world is scary and it's heavy right yeah. now and these and these things are not going to get any better I mean between wars and and the economy and whatever else is happening in the world, these are heavy, extreme things, school shootings, whatever. And they're all heavy. And that's yeah. the world we live in. And it's nice if we can sit there and postulate about, oh, you know, there's too many people on these trails. Well, I hope that never ends in these times when we, we, we need these trails more. Sure. We need these trails more. Sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, uh... Yeah. So that's a nice segue. There's the other part of the movie that's more exhilarating to the movie. All this controversy over it. It's amazing the amount of um, hatred people have towards this movie and oh. book. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't want us to name that website, but apparently, no, I'm not going to give free publicity to no, it. There, there's, there's like, there's a few of them actually. Hate sites, yeah, that are just kind of saying. She's a farce. The story's a farce. Blah blah blah. And, and what I say to that, if you have that much energy, yeah. time, do what Teresa. Give back to the trail community. You're not helping anyone by putting up these sites. You have that much again energy and time. People yeah. are about buying sponsored ads for these websites on Facebook, which really blows my mind. Wow, that your money crazy. can go better elsewhere. Pick up a Pulaski. Donate to the trail organizations. Get off your asses and the, the do something. Project. <laughs> yeah, I like, project. I like it. All right, we need to talk to Snorkel. She's been sitting over here <laughs> a little quiet. Snorkel, you've seen the movie. I have. And you've read the book. I have. What are your thoughts about either or? I mean, we're, you know, you can talk to the movie or the book or just the story. I mean, what what's your take on this whole wild phenomenon? Well, uh, I'm probably in the, the minority of people who actually enjoyed the movie more than the book. Wow. Really? Okay. And okay. I never enjoy movies more than books, but I thought the director did a really excellent job of kind of portraying the emotions and the feelings. And I think because so much of it was raw and you were getting it all at once, it really brought across the idea that Teresa is talking about, about how, how restorative going on a hike can be. I guess I, I made some assumptions when I walked into the movie theater that day. And you know what they say about assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They, that's what they say. So uh, I won't make assumptions like that in the future. You know, when Mr. Mags tells me, eat, pray, love for the PCT, I will not believe him next time. I remember the journey aspect. Ah, uh, listen to this guy. Back, All right. Backpedaling. So it, oh, back uh, back the only thing I'll add to that, though, is I think there was a lot of hype about this movie. And I don't know that if it hadn't had all that hype, had we'd had all the conversations that we've had. And, and so in some ways, maybe that's the fault of all the organizations and everybody else just building and building and building in the Piling unknown. On. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we just got really wrapped up in the, this huge 
thing. And so maybe that's, sure. we all contributed to that, ex- that this whole I, experience. I agree. I, I think, you know, we definitely had our, our laughs here on the trail show. That's right. As and, we do. Uh, that's as we, we do. do. And the one thing I will say too, you know, I keep thinking of stuff I want to say about this, this wild is it's crazy. It's been weighing on my mind. I saw that Cheryl Strayed did a um, basically a, a PSA for the Pacific Crest Trail Association, and I, I thought that was fantastic. And I hope, if nothing else, the Pacific Crest Trail Association and funding for the Pacific Crest Trail, the maintenance, the you know preserving the the view shed, the wildlife values, the whole bit. I hope that that increases as a result of this movie, and I think it will. If anything, I think PCTA is going to benefit, and you can... Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. hope. Let's hope. And I can tell you from our perspective, being on the Partnership for the National Trail System Board, but also being a part of the CDTC, that all our National Scenic and Historic Trails are going to benefit and have benefited from this directly. And I think that's it's not just the PCTA or the PCT. It's really been a community thing. And these stories, I hope, come out. I don't know if any of you... Here's the funny part. I'll just throw in this irony. How many of you know the movie Selma just came out? I heard of it, yes. And do you know there's the Selma to Montgomery National Historic Trail? I did not know this. I did not know. Exactly. And so here's another movie about this experience that we actually have a national trail Hmm. that Hmm. commemorates. And you can actually walk from Selma to Montgomery on this Selma to Montgomery National Historic Trail. And no one has talked about that trail. And my dad lives in Montgomery. (laughs) And I go there quite often. And I've never heard of this trail. Maybe I have to go there and do a little hiking. Yeah, well, it's more <laughs> of a route. So it might be a little paved, but you can okay. do it. Future through hiking. Future through hiking, Max. Yeah. Um, Urban it, hiking? Anyone? Oh. Snorks. Bob Iman. In Alabama. <laughs> okay. Before we move on from Wild, is there anything else that we need to discuss? Anybody? I, th- I think we've scolded Max well enough. Okay. We can move on. Okay. Uh, that's your own malicious accusery. Teresa Martinez and Snorkel, thank you both so much for talking to us about Wild. All right, we're going to go to break, and when we get back in, we're going to Skype Mr. DiLorenzo and get him to do his Ask a Hiker. Apparently, we've got a lot of questions this month. That's right. All right. Very good. When When we we get back. The Trail Show? Less gear, more beer? And now here they are, four hikers with 40,000 trail miles. Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Mags, and D'Lo. All right, we are back. And we should talk real quickly about some of the other German beer we have cracked recently. Beauty. We've cracked a Weiss beer. We cracked, I don't know all the names. I mean, you can't expect me to remember the names. but Sure I can. The one tasted like campfire. It was crazy. Tasted like pitch oil, if anybody's familiar with that. I mean, this... you this can has been awesome. This has been incredible. You can see why the Germans are known for the beer. I mean, we make good craft beer in America, but this is just the originals. This we is were just a talking that the Americans cover up bad beer with more hops. I agree. Yeah, yeah we've had that conversation. Yeah. And I tell you what, we're going to call Dilo here momentarily. But first, ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hallway. In studio now, we have Peter Check Schuster. Hello. Woo-hoo. 
thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank and, you. And trail show historians may remember at the beginning of the live show, at the very front end of the live show, there was a male voice that introduced the trail mm. show. That yeah. was that was Check over here. Yeah, that was my big moment. So right this there. is actually your second time on the trail That's show. Right. Man. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> a twofer. You might no, rival our Do fifth chair. We're oh, man, I love it. We're, we're glad to have you back, Check. Thanks I'm happy so to be here. And also back on the mic, the real hiking Viking. Yeah! Thanks for having me again. My and bearded brother. I would say you got to look. It's just an amazing display of beards There's right now. There's a lot of We do. We, we, we had a nice family camping trip earlier tonight inside uh, the, the, uh, the, the, double, the double sleeping bag at Sierra Designs booth. Yeah. Ooh, did it you guys do the photo? Nice. Oh, yeah, we, we did the photo, photo too. Did, yeah. you, did you have a third person hiding we, in your we beards? Had two, yeah. We had two. We had mom and dad joined us. Yep. Uh, little puppets that were little there with us. They were hiding with us. They don't have beards. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Let's give let's give Mike DiLorenzo a call. Apparently, he's standing by in Boulder, Colorado, in a basement. Apparently, in a basement at this very moment, the lights are off. It's kind of a weird situation there. With pizza, yeah. We might even play a prank on him. (laughs) Calling DiLo. Hello. I wonder if he's where is he? I like whispering. Maybe he's on the toilet. (gasps) DiLo. Yellow. Hey, it is Mags, P.O.D., Disco, Check, and The Real Hiking Viking from The Trail Show. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. Hey, The Real Hiking Viking? That's, That's right. That's right. And he didn't know who you were either. So, hey, uh, let me, let me <laughs> what introduce. What the heck is that? Let me introduce each, you to each other. Wait a minute. I just have a question. Oh, yes. <laughs> is this guy's beard really that long? Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is that long. It is? Yeah. Yes. Okay, Describe question number second. two. Is he listening? Yes. I am still. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything growing in it? There's more hair growing in it. Is there any like? Is there anything like alive? I don't clean. I haven't cleaned no. it since the last time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A midnight snack, maybe. There's nothing alive in there. Oh. Not, not tonight that I know of. It's burrowing. If it's there, be. it's burrowing. It's kind of like a hanging garden. There could be some things in there. <laughs> Dilo, did you get some questions this month? Where's my music? Uh, it's in the background. You can't actually hear it. Don't worry about it. Everything's All wonderful. Right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ask a hiker, January 22nd, 2015. Question number one. Mark Ranger Z Zaitsoff writes... Hey, back I off! Mean, back off the mic a little bit. You're, too much air. Yeah, proofing. it's a, it's a little, it's a little garbled. I think I'm missing some of this question. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, where, where do you guys go when you go on break? I oh. mean, you don't go to a commercial break. You just go away and come back. <laughs> I think beer without us. So, Mark Ranger Z wants to know what we do. Well, that's actually sort of something we like to keep secret. Yeah. But, Mags, I'll let you speak to it. Well, it's secret. I can't speak to it. Okay. P.O.D., yeah. do you want to offer anything about wh- what we do when we go well, on break? it's different every time. Uh, D.Lo, would you like to offer this gentleman any any idea sure. of what we do? Okay, Ranger go ahead. Z. Ranger Z, um, some of us go to the bathroom. <laughs> some of us go outside and smoke cigarettes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some of us take a quick jog around the building because we didn't get enough exercise that day. Yeah, that is true. That's true. <laughs> and um, some of us will um, continue eating pizza when we go off That's to right. commercial break. 
That's, yeah. that's pretty and much we, it. We also usually spend some time filling D'Lo in on what the next section is going to be because even though we've been doing the show for two years, he still doesn't know what comes next. So well, POD, POD. The problem with that is we usually um, always you know, we follow our show strict, sheet. We have a strict itinerary uh-huh. that is printed out and handed out to each member of the podcast each month. Um, but as soon as we start actually talking, that all to bed. No, it's right. not true. You just don't know how to follow a bullet point directions no, no, no. I piece know how, of paper. I know, the order of, I know how numbers work. You've got one. Uh, clearly, you don't. Two, nor do you know how three, the alphabet works. Three A. <laughs> hey, Dilo. Four, yes. The best part about this is that there's 10 people in the room that aren't on the microphone and they can't hear a word you're saying. So <laughs> they're only hearing one side of this conversation, right. which is kind of funny to me. But please continue. <laughs> All right. So we've got question number two. I think we answered Ranger Z's question. I think we did. I think so. Yeah. More than right. many ways. Question number two Hello, Trail Show. First off, a very sincere thanks to all of you for entertaining and educating me about all things trail and route. I now know to always wow. pack and extra route. jeans and a blowtorch for safety. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that I later. Have, yeah. I have a question that I hope you might be able to address in one of your upcoming Ask a Hiker segments. My wife and I are planning a road trip out west this summer for a few weeks hopefully making it to select areas of Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and Montana. Wow, they're going everywhere. Sounds like a continental divide trail. Well, we live in North Georgia and do a fair amount of hiking in the southeast, but have always dreamed of hiking the CDT. As small business owners with busy schedules, family commitments, and limited funds. However, this may be one of the only times we ever get to see this beautiful part of the country. I was hoping that you might be able to recommend a few of your favorite places to see in these areas that aren't going to be full of other summer road trippers and unruly Boy Scout groups. uh, (laughs) P.O.D.'s got something. And don't require extensive planning or permits. A greatest hits of easy-to-reach day hikes, if you will. I I won't. Just kidding. I I will. (laughs) It's asking a lot to pair five incredible states down to a few select spots, but I'm sure... P.O.D. will keep you on a timer. Thanks in advance. Oh, man. Sure, with your help, and creep up, keep up the creep, great Creep up. Creep. This, creep up. <laughs> this is from Lurch in Athens, Georgia. Lurch. I got it. I got it. All right, P.O.D., please. Highlight of the CDT, people. Wins. The Great Divide Basin. Of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beautiful out there. I love sagebrush. Oh, so you're love recommending it. Lurch. On his little bit of vacation time that yep. he gets a year in, in, in the year, he drives specifically from Georgia to the Great Divide Basin. To Rollins. To, to the Rollins. armpit to of Rollins. Wyoming. The yeah. Red Desert. <laughs> hey, there's some nice I like the Red Desert. The I, great. I had a great time there's there. nothing wrong with it. To we, change your pace, but to yeah. go there as your one I'm just stop. Kidding. From Georgia I'm just to kidding. the Basin. No, I, I, would, I would also recommend the winds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, well, I would find it at the beginning of spring or the well, not spring, but but like you know, mid mid to early fall before the winter strikes again. The the bugs are and atrocious. the mosquitoes are but gone. But you know what? Yeah. I went yes. this summer with the mosquitoes, and you just got to be prepared. I mean, I didn't carry a net or nothing, and it was and I loved it no matter what. Yes, sir, you over there let's, with a hat. Let's ask Check. I think he's <laughs> sort of familiar with the Continental Divide Trail. I'm just taking a guess. Yeah, Check. no, it's a good time. Uh, you know, if you're coming to Colorado, I think one of my favorite sections was 
from Berthoud Pass all the way down to Grand Lake. Yeah. Wow. It's a beautiful place. You can drive up right to it. You climb up that old kind of ski area area, yeah. go up to the top of James Monarch, Peak. Monarch Pass. Yep, you go there. You kind of drop down Devil's Thumb. You're going up really high. You see Winter Park in the side there. Beautiful sunset. That might also be tough because of the altitude. I mean, yeah, the altitude. I mean, I would stay in days a couple, you know, otherwise you're going to pass out while you're hiking up there. But (laughs) I think that's a pretty beautiful spot for sure. It is. Jones Pass is great. Yeah. You can go up there. What about... What about some of the national parks? Are there any uh, any well, plans? He yeah. wanted to avoid crowds, though. Yeah, yeah if you don't want to yeah, go to crowds. Yeah, you do want to avoid crowds. That's true. But national parks are also magnets for day hiking. That's day true. Hiking. Well, it's also yeah. magnets yeah. for I mean, a lot the te- of bullshit. The Tetons is very accessible. <laughs> There's a lot of people there, but they're very accessible. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's off yeah. the CDT. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it's easy to get to. You got? Does he have kids, he said, right? That's uh, true. I don't know Is if the kids kid? are coming or not. Lurch didn't specify. But you know what? He's I, locking I, them in a closet and then coming I out a, here. I led, I led my annual red tent trip this year, and we went to the winds first, and then we we did a day trip in the Tetons, and all my friends were like, meh. They don't compare to the winds. Meh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I agree. I'm not so, just saying What have you like? So, so we said Montana, did he? Yeah. Okay, so, all right. Yes. So, the Anaconda Pentlers are Anaconda beautiful. Anaconda don't want unless you've got some hunts. Anyway. <laughs> wow. What just happened there? Yeah, Dilo, <laughs> I don't know, man. Poop in the bed. Huh. Poop, poop. See all the fun you're missing, I tell you. I know. Well, I, I don't I don't think um <clears throat> the question was specifically geared toward easy to reach day hikes. That's Thank true. You. Well, there you go. That's why wins. I want to I want to throw out I think one of the uh, the more accessible and very interesting loops on the CD CDT CT is the new uh, the new connection from the CDT to CT in the Sawatch there the uh, whatever they call that loop there. Oh, oh, the uh, collegiate peak loop. Yeah, there's oh, the west, yeah. The west yeah. side. The harder side is the west side. The easier side is the east side. east side. Yeah, the east side. Uh, yeah absolutely. Those are gorgeous. Monarch, Monarch Pass. It's still, yeah. still accessible from there. I recommended that on my blog the other day when it, uh, about... 10 or 15 Shameless people plug. were questioning Shameless. me about where to go hiking in Colorado, and I, I, I happened to blog back to them and tell them, you know, because they, uh, for whatever all your reason, and they got tired of reading about, you know, hiking routes on pmags.com, so they came to my <laughs> We haven't heard from you yet. And uh, they were just checking things out, so I, I recommended that hike to them. I thought it was very, uh, thought it was very interesting, you know, kind of lollipop style, very accessible, very easily resupplied. Lollipop style. Lollipop style. Nice. Lollipop. Lollipop. out there. Wait, Let's throw it back at Mags. I like that. Yes. All right. Question number three. Wait, wait. Here. Speaking of, did we hear from you about that, Mags? Um, you know, Delo says enough for three people, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> and Delo, real quickly before you go to question number three, you just yes. mentioned the term lollipop, which isn't really thrown around a lot. I heard a term this week at Winter OR I'd never heard before. Lumber sexual. Are you familiar with this? I am familiar with lumber. You knew sexual. about it. <laughs> Man, I I'm out of the You're loop. looking I, right at it. I right know, now. I know. If you can I'm see, I'm so sexually right lumbered. <laughs> Dilo, if you could see the real hiking Viking man, you would you would. It, he's the epitome of lumber sexual. Yeah, but I'm also not. The well, now he's not claiming because I'm I'm real. Right? Yeah, he's, he's real. He's not living in a loft of Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah. I'm not in Williamsburg. Not that there's anything That's wrong with I that. It's not like your jeans are painted on you. Oh, but they kind of are. That's why I asked. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Dilo. I got sidetracked there. Please continue with question number right. three. Question number three is from a longtime fan of the trail show. And it reads, Dear Trail Show, 
I am hoping to pull from your collective 40,000 miles of trail experience. Bam! The douche. Any information you may have on a new up-and-coming trail I've been hearing about. I've heard it referred to by a few different names. Some call it the DLT, the DLO trail. What? And some call it the DDLT. The D dash low trail. Oh, so modest. It is apparently located completely on an exclusive <laughs> private oh. land holding somewhere in Colorado, which is why trail information is likely to be hard to come across. Some have said that when the trail is completed, it will be mile for mile one of the most scenic corridors in North America and a contender for NST designation. Oh, okay. I doubt that's a bold state. I am hoping you can provide any route and planning information available. Are there permits involved? How hard? God, this support? question goes on forever. Ever. Yeah, this question is longer than and the friggin' you, trail. You enunciate it so well. Already. <laughs> any waterless stretches? <laughs> is it better to go Nobo or Sobo oh. or even Ebo? Oh, God, or come on. Because I have Cut no to the idea chase, where this elusive Or else we'll hang is. up on you because we can actually do that now. <laughs> Finally. Click. I've been wanting to do that for two years. Click. What? You guys don't want to hang up on this question. You uh, really okay, keep going, keep going. Keep going. We do. That's We're waiting for the hook, more? man. We're waiting for the hook. Sell us. If the weather window is long enough, I may be interested in a FKT yo-yo oh, attempt. Jesus oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Come on. Such record. Thanks, Trail Show, for any help you can provide in the matter. I've tried using Google Earth to... Oh, my God! Come on! He's playing a prank on us now. Yeah, I know. The kicker, but every time I zoom in, I only see what looks to be a man passed out in a lawn chair. Grade A baloney. So this question, question number three here, comes to us from a longtime fan and actually a guest on the trail show who I suspect has a lot of time on his hands um, from about 5 p.m. at night till 5 in the morning. And this question was from Pepper. Ooh, Pepper. (laughs) So so Pepper took some time off his winter PCT through hike to send you that question about the DDLT. Yes. I don't believe it. No way. I think he did. He did, actually. He actually listens to the show. I I don't know why, but uh, I kind of do believe it. So... I, I've Remind heard, me, what's the question again? I heard. <laughs> Could you do that one more time? Information about. <laughs> yeah, can we start that over? Can we take it from the top? A legal route around a 14er in Colorado. Wait, do you guys want me to read that again? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, God. No. Please. I, I don't mind reading the question again. Yeah, I and I don't mind gouging my own eyeball out either. Yeah. There's I don't mind watching it. <laughs> There's not enough beer here. I will say, D'Lo, that when we started your question, we had like twice the people down here. Now half. It's true. Yeah, yeah, literal they're gone, fact. man. Literal fact. Fallen soldiers, hey, man. man. I didn't write the question. This is Pepper's question. Anyway, well, we we have any, shit. do we have anything that we can? I, I, I think the answer is no. I think we can't. We two more tricks. See, right. more people we're losing. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're losing. D'Lo, we're losing people. All right, good night. We put them to good sleep. Night. Good night. Yeah. Love you guys. We lost people right and left on that All right. last question. You know what? We'll table that to next month. Let's get back to the bonus part. Okay. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> <laughs> D'Lo, thank you for skyping in. I think, and uh, we will see you next month. We'll be back. All four of us together. For the February show and the uh, Valentine's show, Valentine's Day show, you know, Valentine's Day massacre, as we call it, and uh, yeah, love. have a good night, sir. Nice to meet fantastic. you, Bo. See right. you, D-Lo. Later, D-Lo. Bye. Good night. Good night. God bless. And right. there he goes. Max, you should open another German beer. Mike. Right. Yeah, where's that beer I keep hearing about? D-Lo, D-Lorenzo.
Yeah, well, let's crack another beer. And um, <laughs> we have a Kloster Braure. Very good. From Kloster Edit Held. Oh, man. man. We need Speedo That's here. Just read the labels. We, uh, you know what? I can call my wife in Brazil. She'll read it for us. No, okay. that's yeah. I can read it. The Sky- it our there. Skype connection no. seems right, to be a bit here. substandard today. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, all like City, you know. Yeah. There's too much We, we really there. did lose all our people. I know. <laughs> They're all gone. <laughs> We're down to a skeleton now crew the show of five. Now the topics can change to the real stuff. That's right. That's right. Let's get you can just serious. pass that bottle. Now we can talk about all the people that left the room. Oh, my God. Can you believe that guy? All right, so Max, are you ready to do I your am ready. gear review? We know you like techno music. Let's rock out. That's right, yeah. Go, go. Here it comes. Boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. All right, Max. <laughs> what do you have for us this month? DOD is smacking it. What do, do it. we have? Well, in honor of our Salt Lake City location, our gear review of the month is Jello. What? I, I had to ex- I explained this to many people. I want everyone in our audience to Google Mormons and Jello. They have cookbooks for it. It's they love it. It's cookbooks yeah. for yeah, Jell-O. See? They do. Check they love them. it. Check. Yeah. You know about this. Yeah. They can't have caffeine. They can't have booze. So they love sugar. They love ice cream. They oh, love they can do the sugar, huh? Yeah, they have Salt Lake City's huge Some ice people cream have bars. said that they have done studies that the same parts of your brain that are activated by cocaine are activated by sugar. So really, okay. these people are raging addicts. They're going and nuts. J- and they call it the Jello belt out here. Oh my god! Well, you know it is. That, no, Max. I, I, you look it up. Look up Jello Belt, and you'll see it. Ladies Who wants and gentlemen, to look up Jello wow. Belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the reason why it's a gear review because it is a time for winter backpacking, right? That's right. And and actually, actually, Jello is a useful gear review because Lightweight. if you have uh, severe dehydration, you can drink. The warm jello mix. Yes, yes. And right. your body will actually hold the water in instead of throwing it back up. And it's great. it has sugar in it. So you get it for winter, you make hot jello. It rehydrates you, gives you a sugar boost, and, and turns your teeth red. And it's Mormon approved. <laughs> My whole face Mormon would be red. Now, is it true there's horse hooves in jello? Back I in the think day, so, there yeah. had to be, yep. yeah. Okay. I don't Gelatinous. know about modern. Gelatinous hooves. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know about hooves. modern jello because it's all. Processed food at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think there's anything so, going there. So I'm a little confused. So what, what I'd rather ex- have the hooves. What exactly is the gear review here? Yeah. Jello. Jello. It's Jell-O. great for winter backpacking. Hot or- Jello, cold Jello, Jello pudding pops, all of it. Oh, we like oh, Jello, Jello pudding pops out no, there. No, those are we can't do Jello <laughs> oh. pudding pops okay. because you oh, right, see, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't think this is a gear review. It's some Jello <laughs> pudding pops. <laughs> you see, the bottoms You see, there's a famous comedian. Uh, whose initials <laughs> might have heard of him. are BC. He might have done some Jello pudding pop promos back things, in the day. Apparently. He or may not be yeah. connected yeah. to the Temple <laughs> University. We don't need to talk about him. A lot of Forget things. Anyway, it. back to Jello. Back well, to I'm Jell-O. just saying, it's a great thing for winter backpacking. Sure. Okay. You drink back it hot. Drink it hot in honor of our location, Jello. Gear review of the month. Gear review of like the month. It. There it is. Wow. Now, normally at this part of the show, you hear this music. But tonight... we got to get all the people flags of D-Lo's questions. I know. I know. Tonight, we have a special bonus segment. So we're going to end the music. And not end the show. And not end the show. We're actually going to be interviewing various hikers that we have with us. All right. That's all the time we have today. But check back in two weeks for the exciting conclusion to episode number 32 when we drop part B. You won't want to miss it as some of the stories are legendary. Ciao.
Thank <laughs> you.